write my name on the back of my belt Believe there's a God to save me from hell And dirt roads are made for country boys like me They took her baby Don't believe in politically correct She had her baby If you want a piece of me CPS taker Better have a set A rifle and a four-wheel drive is all I need Yes, get me a rhythm! January. <laughs> gonna let him bleed today. He's going into shock. And it's good for you. Take your Taramax today. President Business enveloped by a cloud of drones descending from the sky. That's the most disorganized. I would never let my kid read Chronicle S.U. Yep, I said, they'll think bleak today. I'll say it right to the camera. Stop it. Oh, my. Right way. You want to do this right now? I ride to the front again before they ride to me. You are fake news. And I smoke in the weed. You're going to get this Paramax out. We're going to live a clean life. Yes, I'm going to an um, dissociate state because... You're tuned in to hate radio. Broadcasting all... Across the galaxy. Break out the Terror Max and put your kids to sleep. Here's your host, Hakeson. Hello and welcome to an anonymous new episode of Chronicle.su Hate Radio. I'm Hatesec, as you well know. And uh, we got a cool show tonight. Um, we're going to have Curtainer on later. Uh, Bill's going to join us after the break, Kilgore. And uh, we're, we're going to talk about the fucking. Uh, about what's going on with Anonymous with a capital A. We haven't checked in with them in a while. Uh, my last interaction with Anonymous was like, uh, I don't know, I got burned out when um, when it was obviously uh, completely run by the government. <laughs> it was not so fun anymore, and it was obviously government agents uh, making anonymous threats against my life. That got old. New York, uh, which is where we're broadcasting from, is really shitty now. Unless you enjoy eating in the gutter, on the street, with the traffic roaring by, and uh, homeless people hitting you up for money while you're just trying to eat a slice of pizza. Unless you're into that, it really sucks here. I don't know how much longer I can do this. Uh, New York is really shitty now. But when I first moved to New York, I was looking for a purpose in my life. And my friend told me to feed the homeless. He said that it gives him a sense of purpose and it's rewarding and all that, so I thought, okay, I'll uh, I'll get out there and give it a shot, you know, see what it's all about. So I had, as a journalist in Richmond, I had done some work with uh, Food Not Bombs, which is this organization that feeds the homeless and also distributes uh, anti-war literature. So it's like, yeah, you're feeding the homeless, but you're also doing some some pretty cool political activism along with it, if that's your thing, right? So I thought, whatever. So I got here, and I started feeding the homeless at the, the park near my apartment, next to the city bikes, and I never felt less like I had a purpose. I was uncomfortable. Like I, was, I felt like I was just in the way, like the other feeders, they, the people that were there, they were like offended that I was in their way, like, like they could help faster, I guess, so they would like muscle in, like get ahead of my fucking, where I'm holding my little box of bananas. They're like, you're doing it wrong. You're, like, you're holding the box wrong, you dumb fuck. I left after the guy uh, running it acted like he didn't know what, like, that Food Not Bombs was also supposed to be offering anti-war literature. He was like, what? I was like, yeah, what, about, what do you think the Not Bombs part of it means, dude? 
But he wanted me to fill out like all my personal information on this little iPad he had. So um, I don't know what the hell he did with that. But I, I never went back. Never felt less like I had a purpose than when I was uh, doing doing uh, something that's like supposed to be a higher purpose. And I don't know. Like I'm always kind of oblivious to stuff. Like I'm thick-headed, which the ladies love. Of all the things that ever caught me off guard, you know, like like that caught me off guard. Like I was there to help and like just getting getting fucked up. But like I remember like the first time I ever got caught off guard when I was a little kid. Like the thing that really when I was a child, you know, the thing that really caught me off guard the most were the homosexual pedophiles. Because living in the South, all of our pedophiles, like at least the homosexual ones, were deeply closeted. Uh they did not enjoy the same liberties as straight old-fashioned pedophiles like all the presidential candidates of the last 30 years. Trump is just kissing that kid like on the mouth in front of everybody to everyone's horror, even the kid. And it's like, hey, yeah, but he's straight, you know? So there I would be hanging out, minding my own business around some other dude, some old dude who's supposed to be watching me or something. And I think, hey, this is going to be a normal time, a great interpersonal interaction among the young and old when all of a sudden he wants to tuck my shirt in for me. And teach me how to drive or, like, how to smoke a cigar or some shit. Like, you sit in my lap and I'll do the pedals, you know? And I'm like, why? I didn't know this was a thing. Like, you just don't, you know, you think that, like, uh, it's just going to be normal when you're a kid. Everybody's on the up and up. Or so you assume. And then the next thing you know, he's fucking, uh, he's doing the pedals. And why is it that old guys always approach kids acting like they want to teach you things? Like, uh, that's like my phone. I I got a notification uh, saying that it wants to teach me how to use it better, you know? Like, I spent enough time in old guy's laps by now that I don't trust this for a minute. Fucking phone comes up to me, updates without my permission, also kind of a rapey behavior while we're on the subject. You know how this shit goes. There's no consent necessary. They just update your shit. And a notification pops up. New! Now, it tells me, you can get around your phone quickly and, and more easily with gesture navigation. And I'm, and I'm thinking, don't we already get around our phones a little too easily as it is? Like, isn't it already just a little too comfortable? Now you're telling me all I have to do is wag my finger against the screen, like I'm like I'm disciplining a naughty child, and I can go straight to my new email. Like, do this with your finger. Make like you're trying to satisfy a woman with a very large clitoris, and uh, and you can see all your apps on a single screen. Like, maybe relax with the gestures and the updates, motherfucker, and teaching me a million new ways to use the same fucking phone. How about that? Like, maybe it should be more difficult to use. There's enough people in this chat room right now who already knows how to use their phone to destroy countless lives with it. I'm looking at you, ninjas, and uh, all cats, and whatever the fuck, bunny sec. You don't need any more gestures. All right, I don't want it. How much time does this phone think I have, anyway, that I can sit around learning its fucking tricks and habits and diddling it with my fingers? You know what? I think my phone might be horny for me. I think it wants a little action, but I've got shit to do. Like, I I can relearn how to use my own phone? Like, when? Like, wow, thanks for the opportunity to fucking diddle my phone. Like, why is it incumbent upon me to learn these fucking phone gestures, anyway? You're the smartphone. How about you learn my fucking gestures? Let's start with this one. It's a simple one. It's called the middle finger. It means fuck you and everything you stand for. But it's versatile. Depending on context, its meaning extends to, like, hey, 
Get out of my fucking way so I can call the Mexican place and turn you right back the fuck off when I'm finished. How about that phone? Somebody says, hate sec, don't rape your phone on the air. No, dude, it's off. I got all my shit off. But speaking of Mexican, hey, guys named Jose, how sick are you of being told no way? Like me, I'm sick of it. The virus makes casual fucking difficult. You know, it's hard to date. And uh, the type of chicks who want to take a chance on me, you know, that causes me to reflect that, like, maybe they're not worth the risk right now with the coronavirus going around and everything. And, like, I don't wear, I don't want to wear condoms either. You know what I mean? But, like, I want her to want me to wear a condom. So then when I don't, it feels more special. Right? People say I'm overthinking this. Like, maybe it's true. I, I've put more energy into avoiding a family than most people put into starting theirs. And, uh, I mean, I could lay a mile of pipe into girls like Ivanka and never even wonder what their names were. You know what I'm saying? And, hey, I still have no family. I still <laughs> Impulse filters. I still sound like Paul Rust. New no, no. How about... Uh, <laughs> look, I got no family. So, therefore, what a rich, full life I'm able to lead. Um... Some people said that during a speech, our president blew something out of his nose. They say that because it was white and chunky looking, it looks like he'd been snorting cocaine. Let me just say that 45 would never snort cocaine. Are you kidding? That is so beneath him. That is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Guys like him don't have to snort their stimulants. Guys like that have a personal doctor who follows them around shooting him up before speeches with amphetamines. He doesn't have to bend over like like he's fucking Stevie Nicks and snort something off a mirror like a goddamn animal. You know, he's got a he's got a little German doctor that follows him around and fucking hits him with shit to go to sleep and and wakes him up with those methamphetamine shots. Hey, we've got a great show for you tonight. The founder of 420chan, the internet hate machine himself, is joining us. OG Anonymous, Mr. Aubrey Cottle, or Curtainer, as he's well-known, will be joining the show later. When we come back after the break, Chronicle.su editor Kilgore Trout will be joining us for the full hour as we discuss tonight's subject, Anonymous, with a capital A. Was it ever pure? More. When we return. Everybody's doing cocaine and starting up fights. And I'm living fast and hard and dying young with my goddamn loaded fist fury. Doing what I do and I'm spitting in your face because I'm dominating you. Living hard and doing time and I don't give a fuck. And I've been beat down and thrown around and now you're out of luck and punch. Fight, fuck. Are you tired of blowhards attempting to co-opt your anonymous movement? We're too anonymous and we don't like baby rapers in politics. Join the Anonymous Purity Club today and start enjoying the benefits of anonymous without compromise. It's the liberal Jew media. The Anonymous Purity Club, a friendlier, meaner anonymous. I'm Dr. Troubadour and I founded the Anonymous Purity Club to get Q out of anonymous. I created the Anonymous Purity Club to fight the stereotype that you can take the Q out of Anonymous, but you can't take the Anonymous out of Q. 
Who gives a fuck? It was the 3rd of September That day I'll always remember Yes, I will Cause there was a day That my daddy died Never got a chance to see him Never heard nothing but bad things about him Mama, I'm depending on you To tell me the truth Mama just hung her head and said, son Papa was a rolling stone, my son, yeah Wherever he let his hat was his home And when he died Oh, we left the world to hate radio i'm hate sec and uh joining us live for the full hour is wild bill kilgore trout of the chronicle.su kilgore how the fuck are you 
Oh yeah, I'm good. Hey man, it's nice to hear you. What's um, happening? Well, we're we're gonna talk to um, a man who is is uh, starting anonymous back tonight. Uh, Kurt Tainer. That's right. Tonight on Hate Radio, Anonymous is back. It it does kind of feel like that now that now that you mention it, like you said it in the chat room, that Anonymous is back, and like I kind of laughed and stuff. But it it does feel like that right now. It it feels like that. Why does it feel like that? Curtainer's up to something. Like he's he's working some shit in the background that uh, I can't really explain it. But he's he's like obviously hard at work on something, and uh, and there is that vibe that like. Old school OG Greenface Anonymous is coming back to some extent. Like, um, also, also he's teaming up with um, uh, the the V for Vendetta Guy Fox Anonymous, and there's going to be a new Anonymous coming with a new mask. I don't even know what yet, but that's <laughs> that's when it's going to really yeah. be legit. Yeah, it's going to be uh, like some kind of a green Guy Fox mask or something. Is it Guy no. Fox or Guy Fox? No, they're not having a baby or anything like that. Although that would be kind of interesting to see. Um, if you want to pronounce it like a French person, yeah, it's it's his name was Guillaume or something. I don't fucking know. I think Curtainer is a rare kind of a guest because he has a well of insight. Having run 420chan, 420chan was the option if you were like into chans, like back when 4chan was uh, bubbling up in 05, whatever, 06, 07. That's when, that's when I got into it. And I realized that 4chan, a little too whatever, and that 420chan was the alternative where shit was not as serious like and even like that embarrassing side of marijuana culture was not overly prevalent there where it was like ugh you know everybody's into fucking like the THC well, but, percentage of their weed tell me this we've got uh, nearly 70 people listening that's something that's never happened before 70 real people that, yeah do you think they're coming from for you think they're familiar with 420 chan where, where are all these people coming from? Uh, well, uh, we've we've had a lot more. We've had thousands before, like when Jihad did his episode. But that there was something going on where somebody seems to have hacked Wikipedia and drove a bunch of traffic here. Oh boy! Um, so it's just it's just totally disinterested. Randoms. No, not no. In this time, uh, it it does seem to be like Curtainer brings an audience. So a lot of these people are probably from 420chan, and I noticed that when I went on their IRC, there's a lot of of uh the old names like a lot of the old names from when i was there 10 years ago in their irc fucking around 15, you know 13 years ago or something they're still there so there's like a there's a strong community behind yeah, fucking losers fucking do, do something real with your lives like write a comedy site like chronicle.su yeah get back to the chat rooms you losers get back in your chat this is a this is a real life Anonymous is reborn tonight. Let's see what they're saying in the 420 IRC chan. Uh, Curtainer's going to be on, so yeah, they are aware of what's going on here. And uh, I mean, so they don't of... need to know. They don't need to know about 420 chan. They, they already know, know about. about yeah, like most of the people here uh, already know what 420 chan is. But there's some good old names in there. Uh, Future Days was around when I was kicking around. A guy called Mex uh, T now. I might be pronouncing these names wrong, but there's there's a lot of uh, no, they're actually a lot of them are are just cool people, you know. It, it's a community, and um and so they follow. And then yeah, of course, there's a lot of shitbags too because it's the internet. 
But, it's a uh, community. Yeah. There's a lot of shit bags. Isn't that the, that always the case? Like anytime there's a commune or there's like some kind of communal living situation, it's it's almost great. But then there's like that one motherfucking shit bag that's there with his fucking shitty face and his his opinions and his fucking smells just stinking the joint up. There's always like that one motherfucker that it's almost perfect if it wasn't for X with these communities. But that's community uh, for you. Usually, usually I feel like the communities are all the problem, not that one guy. They all just hate him for <laughs> so, no reason. Well, shitty people suck, and if if the if all the community hates a shitty person, then that maybe that's a rich community, right? Whoops, I'm bumping, I'm bumping yeah, stuff. I don't know. Here. Well, we're getting off on a tangent. Curtainer is OG anonymous, and I think uh, like. Uh, You've heard the expression "the internet hate machine." Like you remember um, when I was covering the Scientology protest that had spilled into the streets from the internet, like for the first time. And I went and took these pictures in 2007 of you could see it was cringeworthy or whatever the fuck people say, but it was just some you know it, it, these pictures look very 2007 of people out there with their signs and their homemade Guy Fox masks protesting at the local Scientology, which now is a Jamba Juice or something in Richmond anyway. And I got those pictures. And that was like, that was when OG Anonymous, green face, happy guy, fucking around on invasion boards, playful face of Anonymous. Uh, after this Chanology Scientology shit became mainstream, then we got that black and white suit with the Guy Fox mask. This became the new image of anonymous and uh let's i got a sound bite lined up here that um is going to take everybody way way back let's it's from it was fox's coverage of the internet hate machine as it were hackers on steroids and all that shit uh you know this is this is curtainer's beginnings here of like when shit just really blew up they call themselves anonymous they are hackers on steroids treating the web like a real life video game Sacking websites, invading MySpace accounts, disrupting innocent people's lives. And if you fight back, watch out. Fushiman tracks down the hacker gangs in this Fox 11 investigation. Destroy. Die. Attack. <laughs> Threats from a gang of computer hackers calling themselves anonymous. I've had seven different passwords and they've got them all so far. They attack innocent people like an internet hate machine. We are anonymous. We are strong. We do not forgive. We do not forget. He sounds like Dr. Troubadour. Those who fight back face death threats. Anonymous has even threatened to bomb sports stadiums. I believe they're domestic terrorists. <laughs> their name comes from their secret websites. It requires anyone posting on the site to remain anonymous. And as they're typing into the uh, website there on the news, it's anonymous, with, and it begins with a capital A. When you post on those things, uh, the name appears. If you don't edit it or change it at all, the name appears as anonymous with a capital A. So, yes, you're anonymous in, in that, you know, you're not known. This is very 2007 talk. We're this is right what I, this, I'm telling you. This is um, a, a little walk down memory lane, but let's bring it to the present, to the real. This this internet hate machine, it's now a 
a mass political weapon uh, wielded by the right wing and QAnon and your grandma are all uh, part of it now. And they're, they're um, even worse and, and just as dangerous and violent as they were portrayed by Fox news years ago. Yeah. How about that? Maybe that's true. Hey, uh, yeah, my grandma is on the front lines. I actually saw her with uh, the Q drop. She was printing them out on her laser jet printer I bought her for Mother's Day. And um, she was stapling them to an animal, which I thought was inappropriate. But everybody's, like, once your family comes up to you and they're talking to you about the Q anonymous bullshit, how do you even begin to uh, to re- to reel them back in to normalcy. You wrote an article about this where, uh, and then we turned it into a commercial. Oh, we should have ran the commercial. Maybe we can run it later. No, well, you can. We can worry. But we've, uh, already, we've already done a whole show about that. Yeah. You can guys go back to our Q show. We'll be talking about some of this later tonight. Yeah, a lot um, of this that we're talking about tonight, you can you can check out on the uh, previous show, and and it will inform a lot of. Uh, of what happens tonight with Curtainer and what he's going to talk about when he comes on. His big problem is uh, that Q Anonymous uh, has co-opted Anonymous with a capital A, which he, he feels that he has some responsibility to shepherd it in, in some better direction than to let it be co-opted by this right wing, whatever the fuck is happening. That it's is... going to be a rebirth of Anonymous, the real Anonymous, the old Anonymous. And we're going to hear all about it here. You guys just hold on. And we'll um, have Kurt on in a little bit. And uh, you're going to be a part of history tonight, I think. It's a historical hate radio tonight. And uh, I, I, I think that's appropriate to say that. And, and Kurt Tainer, I, I feel like, um, I don't know. I, I haven't seen him in that much media. And I, I feel like he doesn't do a lot of these interviews. So it's a, it's a great opportunity to actually talk to somebody with the kind of insight that that we really need when we're trying to have these conversations. Cartina has been there from the beginning. He knows where this shit comes from. He has a, he has a lot to say. We'll bring him on real soon. Should we? Uh, what what other ground do we do we have to cover before um, we get to him? Well, there there has been a recent um, surge in attention to anonymous uh, with the George Floyd protests, and um, you. You saw, uh, I think the meme was simping for Anonymous, and there were uh, stupid media reporting Anonymous is reborn, and and um, you know, don't uh, it may be that it's finally happening for real this time. People in the chat are saying that they pronounce it differently. They call it Kurtner. They they call Curtainer Kurtner. So for the last thirteen years, I've been pronouncing his name incorrectly. Well, he'll be on to correct. <laughs> this is a historical them. hate radio where we finally pronounce his name correctly. And uh, did you see that um, where in Belarus all those police uh, got doxxed? They kind of had their own blue leaks over there. That seems like a, an anonymous type of operation. You remember when uh, when the feds baited anonymous? They they published something that that appeared to make a local sheriff look bad in America. This was about 10 years ago. And, uh, and we, all, we wanted to run with it. Like we, we kind of did and then went back on it where it was like, it made this sheriff look like a pedophile, but he was actually, he had these pictures of girls in his email because someone else had come to him 
saying, hey, there's something inappropriate going on. Here's some of the evidence. So it was kind of like a like a blue leaks, you know, point zero one, like before there was even such a thing. And uh, in it. And as it well, turned out right. later. Hey, listen, our, our long-awaited guest, who the people in chat are just dying to hear, is, is finally um, ready to talk to us. Okay, so yeah. bring, bring on... He's in the green room. Bring on Curtner, Curtainer. He's going to have to correct us on this. I wish that wasn't the first thing he had to do as we bring him in. Uh, can you hear us all right? Let's see if well, he's... maybe not. He might be like in the other room or something. He probably wasn't expecting to be snatched out of the green room and stuffed into studio hate with hate second Kilgore. <laughs> maybe, maybe he ain't ready. Huh? No, know? he's probably not ready, but when he is ready, he'll hear our voices and oh, I can see he's fucking with audio settings and stuff right now. He's, he's getting his shit together. You listen to radio hate, uh, chronicle.su, uh, hate radio.su. You can, you can catch the back episodes and stuff. Uh, read the internet chronicle. That's where we write about all this shit. And it's, it's, you know, it's a comedy site satire, but, also, we fuck with these issues and stuff. And um, Curtainer is, has been a seminal figure in my internet life because from the very beginning, I was drawn to the invasion boards slash I uh, slash insurgency was uh, Curtainer's version of it. And uh, I was all up in that shit, fucking with Hal Turner, ruining his life, sending pizzas to his house. I was, I was there logging into Hal Turner's website as, as soon as he got the new shit switched over to the uh, what he thought was some impenetrable server. Somehow I already had the login credentials like at the same time as he did, which I, I, I was so giddy as I brought it to 420chan and I showed everyone what I had. But little did it matter, Hal Turner's life was already ruined by that time. He was doing the show from his house as he'd lost his hateful little job being a a uh, fucking right-wing bigot on the radio. He brought that into his house. He, nobody would deliver food to his home anymore. His daughters were crying in the main room. Daddy, why are you ruining our lives? Is it worth it? What's the fucking point of this? You brought the entire internet hate machine down on us. And, uh, oh, look, as we, as Curtainer figures out his way onto here, I'd like to say that the internet hate machine was a name that I once found myself drawn towards long before I selected HateSec with Jamie Cochran. Uh, before I was HateSec, I, I never adopted the Internet Hate Machine because uh, now not only do I realize it's in uh, your Twitter bio, Curtainer, I understand the name also belongs to some weird, actually mean girl from IRC and Encyclopedia Dramatica, if I'm not mistaken, or something like that. I've always been fascinated. Now how can that kind of a name belong to someone? It belongs to, well, she picked mean. it. No, listen, listen, she picked it or something. But the but point is, is I've always been fascinated by the concept of hate, its energy, like actual hate. There's so much about it that's dualistic or whatever, but what I'm forever fascinated by about hate is that it's an energy that people can tap into at a moment's notice that is both empowering and severely limiting. Like maybe it's like a gun in certain ways, like more like hate is this river of force that a person can flow either into or against. Like for some people to lay hatred is to like be a salmon swimming upstream, perhaps but like immersed in this cascade of hate washing over our faces. That's how I feel sometimes. But for others, blah, blah, blah. oh, there he is. Curtainer, well, welcome to the show, man. I'm about to introduce you. Let me finish my thought and I'm going to introduce you in a big, powerful way as you come in. Uh, for others to go into the river of hate, 
means being carried effortlessly into its stagnant lagoons of racism and malice, which is, again, a, a force that we're fighting now. And for a rare few, uh, Billy and I have talked about this on the show, they can focus this dual force of, op- of opposing hatred into a singular beam of pure fucking ass-kicking, righteous hate energy and drill directly into the skulls of the pieces of shit who would rather see hate spread to each and every one of us, the good, pure minds of the toxic pieces of garbage that listen to this broadcast and turn us against each other, and we simply can't let that happen. Here at Chronicle.su, home of the hatenest, half hour on the internet, we do it best at Radio Hate, so that's why I never actually selected the name Internet Hate Machine. Curtainer, do you know what I'm talking about? He's on tonight's episode of Radio Hate, ladies. Where, where the fuck are you now? He left. The motherfucker left. Can you believe that shit? He said blah, blah. I think blah you scared him. Us. I think you scared him yeah, off. He didn't, like, he didn't like that. He hates technology, uh, and yet he were, runs 420chan. Were you really intro- – that was your introduction for him, or what was that? You know, there he goes, moving Yeah, back. He's, he's back. back. He's back. Does he- that was a good um, something. Uh, I always wanted to be the internet hate machine, but here he is – on is tonight's episode now? of Radio Hate, ladies and gentlemen, here's now. Curtainer. Yeah, Welcome, working. man. It works. Oh, I fucking hate technology, I swear to God. Hey, man. It's nice to have you on the show. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah. No problem. Uh, it's good to be here. I'm sorry that you had to interface with technology to be here. Uh, God. When you're in tech as a living, you learn to hate tech. Ladies and gentlemen, the creator of 420chan, the internet hate machine himself, Curtainer, Founder of 420 Chan and the Insurgency Board. It's actually, uh, um, I got to stop you for a moment. There it's he is. Pronounced, it's pronounced Kurtaner. Kurtaner. Everybody does the whole Kurtaner thing. It's like 50 uh, 50. I'm not, I'm not Tupperware, if that helps. A Kurtaner. I, I'd like to put my leftovers in a Kurtaner. Yeah. So yeah, it ain't that. It's Kurtaner. <laughs> well, for those of you who don't aren't in the know, Kurtaner is the. Um, founder, the creator of 420chan. Yes. Uh, and, and he's got his fingers in all kinds of chans and anonymous. He's got his 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 finger on the pulse of anonymous. Maybe he is the pulse of anonymous right now because, as we know, it's it's been kind of uh, dead for a while, but not anymore. Is that yeah. True? Yeah. Been dead for about, what, eight years or so? More or, or less. Yeah. Yeah, it's really it's light. Uh, it, it's just been asleep or something. Like it, it seemed to have happened when the feds got so involved in anonymous that it was obviously just entirely a federal operation at one point. Like, why would you participate? Yeah. Um, even current existing Twitter accounts, social media, and the like. That there's some that is still, as far as I'm aware, controlled by feds. So, I mean. Somehow compromised, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, it's all fucking dirty. I hate it all. Well, tell us how... Well, let's not get into how, how it's coming <laughs> back just yet. Let's ease it on in. What do you hate about um, it? <laughs> everything. It's in the name. Internet hate machine. I mean, come on now. It's impossible to love it without also hating it. That is true. Because you, you want to my baby. It. You hate it because... Uh, you you see all the potential in it, and you see its potential for good, and it's not reaching that, so it's uh, it's your natural inclination to hate it. Is that about right? Yeah, it's 
the whole funny thing about anonymous is it's so fucking easy to co-opt and just have it go and 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 just completely change velocity and direction at a moment's notice that you don't even know what the hell's going on at the time. When would you say uh, that you first noticed it was being co-opted? Oh, uh, Channelology, 2008. That's what I thought, uh, too. When the feds finally saw it spilling out in the streets and they realized, oh, this is something we can harness. Yeah, that's that sounds pretty accurate. Though, realistically, like, I'm not going to get into it too much uh, immediately here, but, I, I mean, feds were aware of us from pretty much the start. That's that's a whole funny story in itself. Uh, what do you mean? Well, of course they were aware of it, right? Because it's their job to watch these little movements, like just like they watched Anarchist before this and and whatever. Right? Well, I mean, Cease sent an agent to my house in fucking May during the Hal Turner shit. Oh, oh, was it because as a response of the Hal Turner stuff? Yeah, that was a whole thing. Um, it wasn't even a negative visit, mind you. They actually offered me a salary job. That's that's odd, right? Like when they come up to you, I've heard of them doing that with other people too, and I always felt like that was a tactic of theirs just to gain your confidence. Just yeah. to say like, hey, you're a smart guy. Like you should work with us. You're so good. And then you're like, oh, you think I'm good? Let me tell you all the shit I actually can do. Oh, I, dude, the, the agent was sitting in my fucking room and uh, literally going over all of our raids up until that point, and laughing and joking about about the shit that we were doing to Hell Turner. It was fucking surreal two hours uh, were those fbi agents uh no i'm, I'm canadian so it's it was the maple feds the <laughs> maple feds they sent up the fucking uh did they arrive on horses uh no no it wasn't the fun maple feds it was the it was the anti-terrorist maple feds it was CSIS, uh, uh, canadian security um a letter that i can't remember uh uh, uh Two letters I can't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> People in the chat are spamming maple sec. I've, now, I also had the thing where the feds came up to me and they said, uh, hey, you don't seem like those shitbags on 4chan. Like, that's supposed to be a compliment. And then I'm going to be like, oh, okay, well, hey, you guys are uh, straight shooters. Let me let me tell you some stuff, you know? Yeah, and this was, this was pretty fucking notable because uh, not only did they... They offered me the salary... So I'm I'm sitting there I'm playing fucking Street Fighter with uh, with a friend of mine and oh while they're in the room the door. you're just oh okay I see sorry which yeah, no, which no. Street Fighter this is important <laughs> for the story we were playing Third Strike oh thank God yeah yeah I mean it was that long ago I don't even think fucking Street Fighter Four was out yet no. good that piece of trash 3D bullshit yeah uh, but then uh, the feds knock while you guys are playing yeah feds knock where we're playing. Uh, I, I go and I look through the people. I just see this unassuming dude, button-down shirt. You know, looked like he was like late forties, early fifties. Uh, open the door. I'm like, "Hello, like, are you Aubrey?" I'm like, "Yeah." Who's asking? Pulls out a fucking badge. I'm like, "Uh oh, oh fuck, oh shit, oh no, what the f- oh Jesus fucking Christ!" And just this awkward silence. We're just staring at each other, kind of sizing each other up. And, you know, back then I was, uh, I was pretty heavy into the Toronto rave scene. So I'm all fucking done up. Uh, I got fucking UFO pants. I got, I got fucking candy from head to toe. My, my hair's all spiked up and shit. And he's fucking eyeing me up and down. 
we're just doing this like routine where we're just side eyeing each other. I swear, it felt like fucking forever. But it, but it was like an hour, not an hour, a minute or two. <laughs> you stood, at, you stared at each other for hours as the Molly kicked in. <laughs> uh, God, probably. I was doing so many fucking drugs back then. I don't even remember half of it. <laughs> but um, it's like, can I come in and talk to you? Uh, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, can, can we go in my room? Yeah, that would be preferable. Uh, tell my friend. I'm like, okay, just fucking play whatever. Uh, I gotta go and talk to this guy. Um, he he obviously was like eyeing this guy, being like, "What the fuck is going on? You're not getting arrested, are you?" Of course, if they're only gonna send one person, you know, you're, you're probably not gonna go to jail. So I was kind of relaxed already as it is. So I sit down I'm in my room with the guy staring at my fucking terminals like getting ready to just go and and fucking go and shred the drives immediately <laughs> yeah about to run notice. d-ban on it oh god man yeah in front of him the... <laughs> he's just he just starts fucking laughing all of a sudden i'm like what's so funny and he just starts detailing and it's just the latest shit that we were doing to hal turner i'm like wait i'm so confused so am, am i in shit or what's going on Two hours, just straight up, just like two hours of going back and forth, just talking about raids. Nothing else. Literally just talking about all of the fucking slash eye shit we were doing. Not even a single hint of, of any kind of malice or legal problems or so on and so forth. And then he drops a job offer on me. And like, I, we could, you know, we could make you very happy. Um, so on and so forth. Sitting there like, I don't want to be a fucking fed, number one. Number two, uh, am I dead? Is this like a fucking fever dream? Am I having a stroke right now? Pinching myself and shit. And, uh, and that, after I, I, I turned down the salary, I'm like, no, no, no. I don't think I want to be in, uh, in something like that. And the dude goes, well, would you be willing to raid uh, Al-Qaeda forums for us? Shit, you're not. He just fucking drops that on me. He wanted us to raid goddamn Al-Qaeda forums. What did you say? Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You wonder why they're asking and stuff. Like, they can't do that themselves? Uh, I don't even know. It's, you really, you think about it, a lot of that shit is all about plausible deniability at the end of the day. Now, that's interesting you say that because um, some of the uh, next level uh stuff that came after became more interested in geopolitics and you know uh big business right there was op payback then there was tunisia and and so on and all these um uh connections with these big revolutions right and you really sit and wonder and you think well how many people did take that that job offer right well, at the same time, if you actually go, if you go on the Wayback Machine, you start digging through the uh, the old Slash I archives that you can go and suss out, um, you, you will find terrorist form raids left and right. Like, they were, they were fucking all over the place. They were around, yeah. and uh, Yeah, those were, those were Fed posts. Uh, I used to wonder about those, you know. And, well, now you know for sure. And I used to uh, look at the Invasion Board and... And I would look at some of the the threads that came up that got traction. You know, the the not your personal army ones are obviously going to fall to the bottom and get deleted. But the ones that did gain traction, and that 
that were in a gray area, I would wonder. I said, who's going to get the visit over this? And uh, Nobody ever did. Yeah. That's the fun part. Yeah, it, it, re- it really makes you think. Uh, pretty much my entire run, all of that shit, you take a look at everything that happened afterwards, and then you take a look at uh, my period, and you you can go, you can dig through news, you can dig through arrest records, all that shit. Not a single motherfucker got touched. It was like we had a magic umbrella just, just protecting everyone under me. That's you know I'm right. Uh, I do, because that's the way Kilgore and I have always put it, too. It's like we're at the party when it gets busted, but we always walk because we're only just journalists or writers and just fucking around. And the people that did the actual computer crimes are the ones that all had to go answer for it, like fucking Topiary, Ryan Cleary, Sabu, thank God. I mean, you, and you take a look at how fucking bold and brazen we were back then. I mean, shit, we had uh, everything was all open. We had the Insurgency Wiki. You know, we were straight up just building uh, asshole tech, like fucking low-orbit ion cannon. Just all of that shit. Nobody got fucking rocked. Nobody got arrested. Nobody had any visits, any problems. It's fucking surreal. Well, that that's true. But also, they uh, there wasn't big consequences, right? There, they weren't shutting down PayPal. They weren't, you know, there, there was not this same level of, uh, it, you know, it's in the front page of the new york times right two words epilepsy foundation yeah that oh, was that, that, got start, that was that was that may have been the first one yeah not my best moment once it, once you start getting big uh consequences that's when it's worth it to you know they'll, they'll look like dicks if they don't start grabbing people out of their houses you know yeah, uh, funny thing, if you actually go and you look back at um, the uh, the news articles that came out around the, the whole epilepsy thing, like the FBI was out there saying, oh yeah, we're investigating it. And then like not even like two weeks later, they were like, Anonymous had nothing to do with it. Anonymous had nothing to do with it. And that was Anonymous with a capital A. Yeah, really makes you think. That is interesting that they would be the ones to say that. Like, okay, what do you give a shit if people think... Like, who are you even to say that Anonymous didn't have anything to do with it? Does that mean that you guys didn't assign people to do that? So they're... Like, they really want to have some kind of internal image of having control over that organization already that early on in the game. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it kind of fucks with me to this day. That's weird. Yeah, it's it like really they is, saw this toy that you had founded, this anonymous with a capital A, and they thought, "No, we want that. That's ours." Yeah, uh, the FBI and I never really, uh, never really got along. I, I had quite a few complaints. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure the other intelligence groups were a little more um, friendly than the FBI, and the FBI probably got railroaded a lot. If you you take a look at it from a from a uh, post mortem perspective, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> well, what the fuck is my life? So it's come a long way since the early days, and maybe there's been this uh, influence from the start to I don't know raid Al Qaeda, raid Gaddafi, wh- whatever. And it's just gone on and on and on. And, and do you think they've developed on it until it's this t- 
tight Q propaganda machine working for the, do you think that's a, a, a continuous evolution to this? Or do you think this is a new, new thing? This Q thing? I think the Q thing has, um, has itself been co-opted a few times. Uh, it started as just some stupid shit on 4chan, as most things do, and, and has kind of taken on a life of its own. And then you have uh, external actors that see potential in it and have also kind of picked up on the fact that it is incredibly easy to control and manipulate people online, especially stupid people. And um, what they've done <laughs> is something new, right? It always used to be, oh, Bear Brown wants to be the leader, so-and-so wants to be a leader. But this time, they've really got a centralized command, a kind of leader in queue. And that's, a, to me, that's a difference, you know, that yeah. it hasn't happened before. And it's kind of, uh, what do you call oh, it? It's know. a little bit strange. I'm gonna I'm gonna just uh, wind it back just a little bit one more time. Um, you always thought it was incredibly strange that I basically completely vanished from the public record. Like, as far as all that history goes, you you were there, you experienced it, but none of it was ever known outside of the people that were there. Like, it, it, it's like my, everything that we had done had been completely scrubbed, and and you know that. That was watching it turn from fun, playful, greenface anonymous to this black and white thing. And that was like how they arrived at the final conclusion that if there is going to be any kind of leader of anonymous, it can't actually be a person. It needs to be some kind of faceless thing like Q that can, might as well be an organization or whatever. Well, sure. Yeah. But it, there was a moment in, I think, 2010 where um, the lolsec and barrett brown and these big things just overshadowed everybody and everything and they yep. became such a sensation that's what almost everyone remembers yeah. and that's about it they right? became synonymous with anonymous <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. I, you know what I, I never really considered lolsec as well i mean lolsec wasn't anonymous we they were their own be, thing for sure yeah the whole if you you, you got to go back to internet feds and the shit that they were doing. They were basically like rivals in a way. Um, I remember Sabu actually popped in to uh, 420 Chen IRC a couple of times. I didn't really pay him much attention. I, I, I was kind of trying to move on at that point because after Chanology and all that shit, I was, I was obviously spooked. I uh, started trying to live a normal life. You know, I was out doing some actual real jobs and shit. That's what I assumed happened to you. I, I didn't think that, uh, I, I never saw it as like, oh, he got whitewashed or whatever. I thought that things had finally come to a head uh, based off, off all that shit that I had been seeing going on. And I just figured, hey, this guy's going to like lay low for a while. And like, you know. Yeah, actually, I don't, I don't remember the second half of 2008. I don't remember the beginning of 2009. Um, I, I guess you could say I was that fucking scared shitless. I am still trying to uncover some of the, the stuff that went down towards the end of that year. Uh, that's that's part of my archive digging. But, uh, yeah, you, you pretty much nailed it on the head. I just kind of, kind of laid low. I was scared shitless for a bit, as anybody would be. You know, well, I, you were intimidated by the feds, weren't you? In a, in oh, I wouldn't say intimidated. It was more that... Uh, Anybody that, that goes and 
and does some stupid internet shit and all of a sudden the next thing you know uh, everybody in the world is wearing a fucking guy fox mask i mean that's gonna scare the shit out of anybody oh sure i uh i remember i got scared uh i probably nobody remembers Seven Eleven chan but they taught me a little bit of shit how to do this and that and uh you know you fuck <laughs> around one time and you make a national headline on accident that's fucking scary dude and it makes you want to get out of the whole game yeah for real yeah uh i mean well actually you know, we had that happen a number of times i mean fox fox 11 you know it, realistically you can blame most of this anonymous shit uh getting as big as it is on a single motherfucker named Alex Worry at the end of the day. They they needed a sensational story, and uh, it was all there. They could even kind of write it themselves, because how are you going to disprove it? Yeah. Uh, if, if you've ever read the book um, Hacker Hoaxer, Whistleblower, Spy, uh, at the beginning of the book, uh, the author, Gabriella Coleman, oh, she's an absolutely wonderful lady, by the way, um, she went and visited CISA's headquarters, and uh, this was in 2012 or so. Uh, and she was talking to some of the agents there, and the agents were just besides themselves at how the media had basically transformed Anonymous into what it was today. Uh, basically gave us way too much power. <laughs> uh they they really did because uh, during that same during the same like year or two I was living in a part of the United States that all their information came from a single source which is Fox News and so like the locals there this was during the Mastercard uh, DDoS attacks and stuff like the locals there I was yeah. teaching like I was teaching this one kid how to do Linux and his mom answered the door like with a, a gun she wanted me to see her gun like she was almost brandishing it and she told me like don't you teach my kid none of that hacker shit. Because Fox, oh boy. Fox was all over anonymous, dude, and she was like, she knew, you know, she knew what was going on. Don't you? Uh, it was creepy, dude. And then you know what we did? We went to his room, and that little motherfucker was denial of service attacking Mastercard himself. Oh my god, he had like running and shit. Yes. Oh, uh, for fuck's sake! On his little puppy Linux that he <laughs> he was so proud of. Man, the whole funny thing with Loic is that that everybody likes to say nowadays that it was backdoored and shit, but people forget that was an opt-in botnet. Like that was something that we went and we gave to the kids that didn't know how to do shit. You just keep it running, and we control it, and that's all we wanted. <laughs> it wasn't a backdoor. It was it was intended to be that way. You and yeah, more frankly, of a front door, more of a front door. Yeah, yeah, situation. exactly. Like, that that you... was this entire intention. And uh, and you know what? I, I have a feeling that in the years afterwards, uh, how everybody got caught so quickly using Loic, um, probably because the, uh, the CNC was still there and still set up, and the feds probably had control over that IP at that point. Uh, now, how, how about, this is a little bit of a strange aside, but um, at a certain point, uh, it ended up, being controlled by this guy, uh, Commander X. Was oh, that right? true? Commander X controlled the LOIC at a certain point? He, he had his own little thing going, and he was targeting all the... I mean, you know about this, right? I I do, in passing. There's a, there's a period that I've had to catch up on uh, rapidly, I, given yeah. the situation. Oh, and by the way, Commander X, he just went on uh, and made his Twitter account not private. 
uh, no way last no night. way i'm gonna check yeah, it yeah, right yeah. now commander Exxon on just go check it he, he literally just turned off private yesterday man if we oh, ever wow. got him on this show that would be so epic no i'm still blocked though he would gladly do the show man <laughs> but i don't know if no I he would no him. he dude he hates us oh really yeah he does not like us, our joking around about hey, anonymous uh, it's very serious business and if there's anybody listening i'm allowed to joke about it i'm allowed to joke as much as i fucking <laughs> want about anonymous it's it's, it's my goddamn right <laughs> while, uh, while we're on the subject, I mean, that's that's such a rabbit hole. I don't want to get into Commander X right now. But if anybody happens to have a copy of the book that that guy made that he released, but then he made it private, we need a copy of that book. You you know what I'm talking about. It came out, whatever, like yeah. 11 yeah. or 12 or something. We need a copy of that book. So if anybody's listening and happened to save Commander X's crazy book, uh, we I'm need I'm pretty that. sure he's got a whole trilogy at least by now. Yeah, but he made one of them private, and uh, it was hilarious, and we were laughing our asses off, and but we never downloaded it, and we lost it. So we need that. It's still out there. We don't, it's out know, there we'll somewhere. Guess, I'll, I'll probably buy it. I'm going to buy it. If, I think he even did it a, a oh, okay. print, print run, which I need to definitely get because that is some good shit, man. Okay, so uh, the LOIC um, – all you had to do was agree with its target, which was public, and you say, okay, sure, I'll dedicate my internet, whatever, to that. So Commander X could do his own, uh, Kurt Tanner could do his own, and like anybody could theoretically download this for themselves and amass their own personal botnet. Is that is that about right? Yeah, yeah. Um, for a while, some of the earlier builds, the, uh, the CNC was hard-coded. Uh, it wasn't something you could go and, and just go and change in a config file, if I'm recalling correctly. Plus, I mean, as far as tools go, we had a lot more uh, sophisticated shit in the earlier days, like uh, Longcat, Death Star, and so on and so forth. But yeah, that that was generally the idea. You you go and you you set up a set up a raid pack, have people download it, be like, just open this shit, just just run uh, start dot bat. We handle the rest. And and if you agreed with uh, the attack, then uh, you just you sent, you went along with it. And um, yep, and you went and you went to your school and you went and you ran it on all the fucking school computers <laughs> yeah, and, and so left it so sitting. Forth. Yep, that's that's how that went. So you feel uh, as as the person um, you could you could say that you were the founder of anonymous, and you feel this need to shepherd it along and not let. These fucking weird offshoots like Q Anonymous that are obviously just political things that uh, that want to co-opt Anonymous because it's convenient. You, you feel this uh, responsibility to keep that kind of shit from happening to Anonymous. Yeah. So that this whole situation, um, it it kind of developed rapidly, as you're aware. Uh, the, the whole COVID. 19 lockdowns and all of this shit has uh, it has accelerated the timetable and the, the growth of it significantly. If you go and take a look at a report by Graphica showing the, um, the synergy of COVID-19 conspiracy discussions uh, and various Facebook information channels, it's just general social media channels really, discussing the pandemic, uh, QAnon has kind of morphed and co-opted all of these various channels of discussion and it's kind of in in a way merged every single conspiracy theory out there on the planet and turned it into one mega conspiracy and 
disseminated itself throughout all of these uh, these COVID nineteen uh, information pathways, and it's kind of it's fucking insidious. It it went from being some joke on on eight coon that everybody was kind of laughing at, like look at these fucking crazies, to oh my god, every fucking soccer mom out there that that thinks that chemtrails are real. And that 5G is going to melt your brains. All of a sudden, all of them are fucking spouting all this Q shit. And that's true. It, it went. It They're went all from, together. From zero to 100, like almost in a month. It's crazy. Yeah, I I I noticed that that the that even the anti-vax and the anti-COVID anti-mask shit. It's it's all you know. If if it's there, then Q anonymous can also come through that. And the Q exactly. Shit. Actually, the uh, the um, anti-mask stuff. There's the uh, we found that there is a direct link between QAnon and QAnon pushing groups and all of the no mask movements. Uh, all of the domains were registered uh, on the same day uh, by an individual that we have connected to the QAnon movement. So I mean, there's there's layers to this shit. And uh, originally, I started talking to press uh last summer um right around the time of the new zealand shooting uh, all of the hn being deplatformed stuff i started talking to frederick brennan and uh, we, we started just getting to know each other a bit more during gamergate i'd been giving him a lot of shit because i i knew that that was a, another movement that was a whole bunch of bullshit didn't really mean what it was supposed to be on its face, whole ethics and games journalism bullshit. Uh, that was a smokescreen, and uh, the people that were really pulling the strings were just using it to uh, uh, make people distrust leftist media in as many, many ways as possible. Uh, I, I recognized that almost instantly. I mean, I mean, fuck, I wrote, I wrote the playbook on a lot of that stuff with Slash Eye in the first place. Um, so I gave him a lot of shit back then. He didn't fucking listen to me because, you know, he was, uh, he was a rebellious 18, 19 year old. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to do my thing. I don't need to listen to you, dad. And, now, for uh, those oh, of you <laughs> who don't know about Gamergate, that's um, people who really were, were mad about um, video games, uh, right? Because um, they, no. because they, they didn't said. get enough they didn't get that was the boobies in their games. They, right? didn't get a, they wanted tits. And of course, yeah, it's a right wing kind of insidious yeah. thing to if get really, into the young, young mind, right? Yeah. So actually, there are some funny parallels here with uh, with QAnon and Gamergate. Realistically, I, I consider them both uh, two sides of the same coin. You take a look at how Gamergate went and radicalized a whole bunch of people uh, against against leftists by way of. Um, Harnessing uh, brand warfare, brand loyalty, and shit—stuff that you really see uh, coalesce in the gaming community. Just this hardcore, um, uh, shall we say, fanaticism within the gaming community that you, you know is there. Uh, I, I see a lot of parallels with that and religious fanaticism, which is something that QAnon has kind of latched onto as well. You take a look at how most of these QAnon supporters are like heavy Catholic types, um, evangelical Christians and the like. There's a lot of parallels and a lot of the same template being used from one to the other. Real insidious thing, though, 
is that Gamergate kind of primed a lot of this stuff. It 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 right. radicalized it radicalized all of these people and turned them into far right supporters in the first place. So it just built on top of that framework. We've we've been on we've been on this trajectory since 2014. It hasn't stopped, and it, I've been keeping my age, eye on that shit. Yeah. It's an age old thing though. That's that's been a technique that's been used. It was used by the Nazis. Negative campaigning. It's just pointing out we don't like this, we don't like that, we don't like this, and putting yeah. the blame on games journalists or the Democratic Party or whoever they want to take down, right? Yeah, realistically, if you had a problem with ethics and games journalism, you're going to be going and shitting on fucking IGN and GameStop. Yeah, you're, you're going to be on ZDNet's website making complaints. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to be going and fucking like, like, who the fuck gives a fuck about Kotaku? End of the day. Like realistically here, like they're, they're not the problem. Like if you're going to, if you're going to talk about ethics, don't talk about how Jeff Gerstman was fucking shit canned for giving Kanan Lynch to a, 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 a six point something. You know, there, there were some real fucking problems in games journalism back then that nobody gave a fuck about. And it was so goddamn transparent. Uh, but, but that's, that's, that's an aside anyway. But now <laughs> there's this new negative games journalism where people just, you know, pay attention to certain YouTubers or bloggers maybe who constantly hate on a game uh, for this or that reason. And it's just just neg- a bunch of negativity. Hate and, sells. And that's true. Negativity is... Buying. There's there's the hilarious uh, YouTuber who's not a part of this. Who, he's been doing this for years. And it's a shtick like here at chronicle su but you let you know the angry video game nerd that guy's great but yes uh, gamergate was that guy unironic and with this weird incel twist to it right yep nailed it pretty pretty sad sad stuff right yeah pretty sad stuff but but back to the original point uh we'd been we'd been talking in the wake of the new zealand shooting and uh, i always felt kind of bad uh, for how everything with 8chan and uh, Fred had turned out, because I, I almost felt a little bit responsible for it in a way, uh, given that, that that a lot of that stuff built on top of uh, of the the monster that I had built. Uh, a lot of the same plays were made that I defined back in the day, and I already knew where everything could go wrong, what you need to curtail, and so on and so forth. So back in 2014, I was giving them shit left and right, being like, dude, no, listen, you have to fucking cut this shit out. Um, notably back then, we were the only image board back then that just like straight up was from day one, no Gamergate shit. Like this is this is before even Moot had gone and banned it from 4chan. And what and, did, uh, sorry, for, sorry for interrupting, what did Hot Wheels say when you tried to talk sense into him? Uh, he he kind of brushed it off, uh, uh, you know, I mean. Uh, kind of the whole like you know, dismissing your elders I, I don't need to fucking listen to you shit um, I had seen him he was it, it seemed like he had been welcomed into a warm group that all loved him exactly. and held him up on a pedestal right and exactly there was that exactly. photo of him with all the people meeting and so on and it was and right it, that's it's what understandable. he was in. Yeah. yeah, it's it's completely understandable that you know he he wasn't going to go and and look the gift horse in the mouth, um, so to say. But uh, you know, all all things considered, he 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 bounced. Um, in what twenty sixteen is when he left eight chan. 
if I if I'm remembering the timeline correctly. That's about and right. From there, he just he just watched this monster just completely go sideways. Yeah, and, and he went know, on. The he news. was beside himself. He told the news. He was like, "Hey, this is some bullshit," or whatever he said. You know about uh, how it had gotten away from him. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and so you know he he had his own regrets, and I, I started talking to him. I was uh, like, "Yep." Uh, you know, I've been there. I've done that. I, I got my own survivor's guilt, and then I started sending him uh, archives, screenshots. I showed him the Fox News report that uh, there's a couple of frames where you can see my trip code in it. Uh, the whole hackers on steroids, internet hate machine thing. Um, it, it was pretty clearly back in the day, not 4chan in that report, but not a lot of people ever noticed that. To this day, people don't notice that. It always struck me as bizarre, but. You know that's that's neither here nor there, but I started showing him shit, and he had a he had a light bulb moment. He's like, "Wait a fucking second, you're the guy. How the fuck does not not anyone know about this? Like, literally, I'm I've been going and digging through Wikipedia articles. I've been digging through the news and all of this shit. I can't find a single hey, goddamn I, uh, thing. Can I offer what I think it might be? I think yeah. the reason is is because you are the founder of 420 Chan, and I think. Maybe that's a reputation that precedes you. Like, hey, this is a laid-back, chill motherfucker. He runs the Stoner Chan. It's not 4chan. It's 420chan, where you know it's not as serious. And uh, I, I think that people would—that's a very unassuming uh, characteristic of somebody that would also, you know, be the founder of Anonymous with a capital A and that ugly fucking yeah. Fox mask and everything that it uh. represents. Yeah, that that whole that fucking guy Fox asking shit, man, and like that, like that was a joke based on Epic Fail guy for fuck's sakes. That's true. Like, yeah, I forgot about <laughs> Epic Fail guy. I forgot about that. Yeah, like the whole thing was it was supposed to be ironic, and the very first time we actually used that in a video, it was the day following the Fox News report. It was the uh, it was a response to Fox News, and um, a lot of people don't know that one either i've been going and, and showing that to people showing that to journalists and the like and they're like holy fucking shit like you're 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 for real uh and i actually have some unlisted videos of the guy that recorded that video uh, he was doing some camera checks and mic checks and i i have some unlisted private videos that are still on youtube and it shows the guy without his mask nobody knows that those existed uh, <laughs> that's and, true a lot of the origins like i said got overshadowed by the yeah. big explosive Greg who things that happen yeah uh, that guy bear brown so on and they they did what you're doing now which is they went to the friends in the press and made connections and got yeah. their version out which yeah which you never well, did uh cross yeah, to that, you but now <laughs> you are coming out yes, and telling yes. the story and, and in a way breathing new life into the to the beast that you helped create Exactly. He, uh, he said, so yeah, back, he, uh, he had a light bulb moment uh, after I'm showing him all this shit. And he's like, I need to get you connected to people. Like, I, I have a lot of press contacts. Um, I, you know, I've been going and doing this press blitz. And he went and he tagged every single reporter, every journalist that he still had communications with at the time. He tagged all of them in a public tweet. And, and was like, holy fucking shit, yo, this this guy, this this guy's the the motherfucker that sparked Anonymous. Uh, yeah, he's known Chris Poole since uh, 2002, 2003. 
and which, which is true. Like I was there day one of 4chan. Uh, you know, I, I, I knew Moot before he even made the motherfucker. Uh, I was in that IRC circle in the first place. I've been in the image board game pretty much its entire run. Uh, and I've seen things uh, people would not believe. But uh, point being, he hooked me up with a bunch of journalists. And uh, from there, it just turned into a year-long, long-form discussion just on and off with from, uh, with the um, people from CBS, uh, one, uh, somebody from NBC. But the, the one person that uh, I, I connected with the most was uh, Dale Baran, who had written the book. Uh, it came from something awful. He had just published that book not even um, a month or so prior to, to all of this uh, happening last August. And from there, we, we developed a rapport really quickly. Uh, I, I actually, re- I'm the one that reached out to him, ironically, uh, out of all of the journalists that Hot Wheel sent me, uh, none of them were, were pivotal for me to get my story out. It was actually Dale. Uh, so I contacted him because the, the title of the book actually rang true uh, more so than any other book of bullshit that had been written about Anonymous in the past. Uh, he, mind you, he got a lot of shit wrong, like a lot of shit wrong. And I, I told him that. Uh, but as far as the big picture goes, he was the closest out of anyone at that point. And I respected that. Uh, so I, I reached out to him. I'm like, hey. So I was also from something awful. Uh, but you kind of missed the mark. And I, I'm going to show a whole bunch of stuff to you. Almost immediately, he's like, wait a minute. Yo, can I, can I get in a call with you? So uh, the next day, we, we get in a call, and we're just talking for three, four hours, just about all of it. And from there, uh, anytime I found something new in an archive, uh, anytime I went and I found an old hard drive and I, I dug out some, some backups and shit from it, I would go and I'd shuffle it over to him. I'd show him some highlights and whatnot. Eventually, it hit a, it hit a point where he... He was a believer, 100%. I'd, you know, over the years, I'd mentioned some of this stuff in passing to people, and they'd, they'd laugh at me and be like, yeah, no, you're full of shit. Uh, of course, I'd, I had a couple of uh, go-tos, like the screenshot of my trip code on Fox News that I'd show them. But you really would can't always be like, tell people what you do, and then they're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so keep going. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> they, they, they're don't. always like, yo, are you fucking delusional? <laughs> yeah, that could drive you crazy to just have this wild experience you've been through and yet no one to talk about it, right? Yeah, exactly. I was in, I was in a personal hell. Um, that sucks, man. Every, every fucking year that went by, uh, just not having anybody that I could actually sit down and fucking talk to and have them take me seriously, it fucking hurt. I, I actually I went to go get a therapist twice over this shit, and both times... Uh, because, uh, you know, they, they looked at me just like everyone else. They, they started at talking to me about this shit in 20, uh, 2007, and they would think I was delusional. I was yeah. tested for schizophrenia. Oh, my twice. God. And they think this dumb motherfucker doesn't even realize how schizophrenic he is. <laughs> Give him a test. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> I mean, that's funny, but it's also terrible. I mean, you can't get yeah. the proper therapy you need when they're chasing after wild goose, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so like from there, like it was, 
after the New Zealand shit, I was kind of, I was at my rock bottom. I was at my absolute lowest point. Just absolutely fucking miserable, you know, just laying there in bed staring at the ceiling. You know, like, my fucking God, like, I'm, I'm going to fucking kill myself. Dude, and, I know that uh, feeling. It's like an itch that you can't scratch, and it's like nobody's ever going to understand it. Nobody's going to be able to relate to it, and uh, no matter what you say, it's like everybody around you is going to be like, yeah, okay, so the fuck what? Even if they believe you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, eventually, uh, Dale's like, hey, um, can I pitch this shit to some outlets? You know, Would you mind if I, if I go and I take some of these conversations that we've been having and just go and see if I can get a piece drawn up? And I'm like, yes, please, for the love of God, that would be the best fucking thing you could do for me. And uh, that was probably October, November. Uh, he'd He'd been going and shopping that shit around for, for months, just just uh, trying to get some traction somewhere uh, for an article. Nobody was buying, which, I mean, it, you, you take a look at it on his face. Like, yes, uh, some, some journalist goes around trying to shop around an article of, hey, I found the founder of Anonymous. Uh, I want to do, do a big expose on it. Like, obviously, they're going to think, okay, he's, been, he's being led on. Oh, yeah, he so, fell for it. <laughs> our, our dumb fucking uh, stringer writer fell for this shit. But it, it does happen where, uh, like, I've tried to shop around huge stories, and, like, nobody will buy it. And then I'm like, okay, hey, Salon, take it for free. And, like, they still don't take it. So, you know, it's, it's like, it's kind of yeah. fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and so I understood. I understood that it was going to be a challenge. Um, and, uh, but I was also starting to make traction with, uh, with a few other outlets. Uh, if if that piece hadn't been published in the Atlantic, I probably would have been on camera with CBS by now. Uh, things started heading in that direction, um, but that, that's another tangent. So he'd been trying to sell this fucking article for months and months and months, and uh, you know I I was like eh, you know what it, it'll happen eventually sooner or later you know you know how it is I mean fuck if if you really wanted to you could even write a revised edition of your book all of the stuff you know now I, w- I wouldn't even care and um then may happened you know, it was uh, mo- a couple months into the covid shit and i've been keeping an eye on QAnon as it is because you know i mean I, obviously i'm going to i'm in a position of running an image board i pretty much uh, encounter any of these things that, that start off on image boards like I have to go and deal with it myself half the time, so I'd already been kind of monitoring that situation, but it hadn't been it hadn't been connected to anything yet. George Floyd happens, the riots start. All of a sudden, a weekend, you have that big anonymous video drop, and I lose my fucking mind because <laughs> it's this distorted voice up there saying a bunch of uh, bullshit that you never even heard about. Oh no no no! This is uh, this is when uh, during the riots, like uh, when and when all of a sudden, like you had the uh, police frequencies being jammed, playing Chocolate Rain. And, oh, this you know, is old school shit. Real, yeah, yeah, some real fucking old school shit. And then all of a sudden, it's like fucking Anonymous was in vogue again, and almost within two days of that shit happening. Uh, you know, you had that. Uh, you had a new YouTube video being uploaded about uh, about the Minneapolis Police Department, so on and so forth. Dale's like, "The Atlantic bought the pitch," and I'm like, "No fucking way!" 
uh, oh, from there. Well, did this uh, precede Atlanta buying uh, the Atlantic buying the pitch, or was that after? Yep. No, 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 this this preceded the Atlantic only bought the pitch because of the shit that was going on during George oh, Floyd. Isn't that convenient that they they wait until finally? Oh, it's a keyword now. Okay, we'll buy it. Like to even remember yeah. that somebody desperately came to you with this fucking breaking story. Uh, whatever. Hey, at least they ran it, right? Yeah, yeah, they ran it. But it, like you know, they they didn't want me to be the focus. Um, so so Dale had pitched it as. Uh, Okay, I'm going to talk about the the this current resurgence of anonymous. You know, um, just on, uh, how popular it is on social media. All these new youngsters, all these K-pop fans, and all that shit being ecstatic about it. So I'm I'm going to write about that, but also I'm going to write uh, the half of it being uh, a kind of history document on how anonymous got to this point, and that's where I'm going to slot you in. So he he goes in. He writes a he writes a draft. He had a I think a four thousand word budget or something, and uh, he he managed to cram in a fair amount of the the talks that we had had. And my part of the article had originally taken probably two to three pages in the first couple of drafts. Then all of a sudden, fucking blue leaks happens, <laughs> and Atlantic is like, "We want you to change the scope of the article. We want you to." to add in blue leaks we want you to go and investigate that and dale was fucking pissed dale was pissed i was freaking out because all of a sudden i'm gonna have my name directly attached to an article about blue leaks uh, which is still a fucking hot button subject so yeah as I if you're somehow blue. responsible for that directly right? <laughs> yeah i want the yeah, blue leaks so by the way terrible. if somebody uh, knows where the blue leaks are right now i'd love to take a look at those if i'm allowed i'll talk to you later <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll just uh, talk to me after the show <laughs> the hacker um, group anonymous was back yeah yes we were um <laughs> so that piece published uh and from there everybody's like Yo, what the fuck? Yo, everybody's seen this shit, right? Who the fuck's Aubrey Cottle? Yo, what the fuck is this? Yo, Atlantic's burying the lead on this one. Like, nobody gave a fuck about Blue Leaks at that point. They were just like, yo, what the fuck is this shit about this guy that started Anonymous? Yo. And from there, it just, it, it, it's kind of blown up for me personally. Um, <laughs> the, the moment shit really got real for me was uh, when my name got slotted in to the Wikipedia article for the group. Like, it's straight up. It just says right there in the information block, founder, Aubrey Cottle. I can't, uh, you know, Billy and I were talking about, Kilgore and I were talking about this before the show, that uh, I was like, dude, he's going to come on the show and, uh, like, you know, as the founder of Anonymous. But now that uh, we're actually having the conversation and I get into it, I realize that I can't think of anyone that deserves the, the claim that uh, because you were, at, you know, it's not like Moot went on 4chan and created Slash I. Aubrey fucking Kurtaner went on uh, 420 chan and created Slash I. And this, out of this came, yes, Chanology and that shit spilling into the only streets. That, like, it, it'd be one thing if I just went and made the fucking board. But at the same time, like, you know, I was in that shit. Like you go and you take a look at all the Hal Turner stuff. You take a look at all the major raids back then. Like I, I was, I was the mouthpiece. I was the one going and taking all the heat. Uh, you know, I was getting doxxed left and right. Every single raid uh, out there, it was just like their leader is 
Aubrey Connell, uh, Kirkaner, and uh, here's his address, here's his phone number. I have reported him to the authorities. And for, there was a good period of time where people were legitimately fucking terrified of me. <laughs> and also, like, trying to fuck with you, like, uh, swatting you and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Oshock. You know, that dude has a, has a pretty comfortable InfoSec career now. And, you know, he's doing stage presentations and shit uh, over in Australia. That motherfucker was never charged for my swatting. And, you know, he, he, he went and defaced a couple of sites. He got arrested for that. And uh, and then had his whole hacker victory lap. Oh, here's my redemption tour, so on and so forth, and and then mm-hmm. launched a fucking career off of that. Mm-hmm. I have some I have some unfinished business with that piece of shit. <laughs> well, maybe we could wrap it up here on the show if uh, if if he's ever gets word of this, and we'll fucking uh, we'll do it live, as the experts oh, say. Yeah, yeah. You know, if he, he actually so he has a Twitter account, Oshock. And I'm the only person he fucking follows on that Twitter account. He's tweeted at me on it. Um, he maybe once a year. Yeah, he does. He, I, actually, if you take a look at p- pictures of him, he fucking looks like a knockoff version of me. It's like creepy. He's like fucking obsessed. He's, a, he's like the, uh, the, the defective clone of me. Fucking weird. Yeah, that's isn't that something that the guys who really go out there and uh you know kind of compromise themselves put themselves in the limelight they they really get i guess they get ahead you know whatever you know you got your bear browns or this guy awestruck awshock awshock kind of fucking name is awshock you know <laughs> yeah let's oh, go in on his God. fucking name that's a shitty ass handle if i've ever heard one yeah what is it five letters a u s h Zero. Oh, he's got an AU. Sorry, I didn't realize he was European. No, but uh, maybe we don't want to fuck with this guy. He swats people. Oh, man. Uh, Does he yeah. still do that? Because like, some of those guys, they're just brazen about it, and they do that. They like swat girls I'm, and stuff. I'm pretty sure that he keeps his nose clean these days. I mean, like I said, he got arrested for, for a deface, and he got to have his whole redemption tour hacker victory lap. Uh, right, he's a suit now. Yeah, yeah, he's a suit now. And, uh, yeah. That's weird. That, f- that fucking bastard. That's so weird. You're in the business yeah. of calling the cops on people uh, falsely and then having, like, a SWAT team waste their resources training a gun on Cartaner, and then you become a suit yourself? Uh, and, yeah, and back when he did that shit to me, like, swatting wasn't even really a thing at, at that point. I remember like, that. I, I, it was like going nuclear on somebody. Yeah, and I uh, actually have some chat logs from back then. He, uh, <laughs> I was calling him a pussy, being like, "Yo, nothing." You said that was uh, that some fucking SWAT team was going to burst into my house. Nothing fucking happened. The fuck? Uh, come on, you're a fucking tryhard little bitch. Uh, and he went. He confirmed my address with me. And he's like, "What? Wait, I, I I sent them to here." Uh, and I'm like, "Yes, that is my address. Let's see what you can do, you piece of shit." Next morning. 4 a.m. Whoops. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Hey, did you happen to show them the chat log while they were there? Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they had everything. I mean, if you go and take a look at the, uh, the news article back then uh, on um, City News, uh, Internet Intruder from Australia, blah, 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 blah. They had everything. That is so I, I even fucking... still have the... I have the fucking card in my wallet still from... The, from the police officer that was handling the case for me. 
and literally nothing fucking happened from it. Man, this is crazy. Isn't it crazy? Like, I can't believe that we have Curtainer on here right now. Curtainer. Curtainer. Can you believe this? Just, I can't learn the uh, fucker's name. Well, I, he said he had stories that we wouldn't believe, and I wanted to hear one, and that's one. Oh, oh so, yeah, I know another go. one. Curtainer, uh, um, when we were talking to Swift on security, uh, they were talking about rumors that uh, 4chan is an FBI honeypot that they'd heard to get people to upload illegal images. And uh, people, you know, like you were saying earlier, like people want to just um, dismiss you or something. Like anyway, Swift on security was saying that like, yeah, they're trying to get people to post child porn and that type of shit. They said that there's no solid proof. But it's like I kind of thought that was a no shit moment. Like, do you really need proof for Chan being allowed to exist is like all the proof you would need that that site is up while people continue committing crimes on it. And uh, it's kind of a... Like, thanks, Swift yeah. on security. Like, we couldn't figure that out for ourselves. Like, of course, that's the only way that website would ever be allowed to continue to operate is to cooperate with the FBI. Yeah. If, and, like, and when I was in that thread and, uh, and when I replied to it, it was, it was specifically in reference to, uh, you know, just direct federal involvement with image boards dating back to, all, to my time, uh, you know, Fed posting going and instigating a lot of shit, like pretty much like the whole MO of certain federal organizations and chans, a lot of it is entrapment at the end of the day. People in well, the... That's not surprising. Um, in fact, that's not, I mean, it's not hard at all to believe, uh, but uh, there's something else here about Mario's penis. I keep seeing what, what's up with, <laughs> what's up with Mario's cock? <laughs> I'm, I'm really uh, interested in this. This is some kind of... Is this so, a good story? Yeah. Is this yeah. a good story? It is. It is. It's actually... It, it, it kind of ties into a couple of uh, pretty funny things uh, in in recent times. But um, I was uh, I was playing Mario Odyssey when it came out, and everybody was freaking the fuck out. Like, oh my god, Mario has nipples. Because uh, you know, he had the whole swimsuit costume. And I was thinking about it. Like... I know. I, I remember looking at a manga way back, some, some Super Mario Land shit. I swear, penis was there. I, I like it. I I didn't remember it directly, <laughs> but I was pretty fucking sure that I saw something like that. He had a so schlong. I went and I, yeah, he he had a little tiny like like a oh, Toriyama <laughs> Goku child Goku style dog. Oh my god! Yeah, hairless. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> So I'm going and I'm looking up the scans of this shit and I, um, I go and I, I find a, a full dump of these, uh, of these, whole, these whole comics and you know, none of them were translated but I didn't need them to be. I went and I found the page. I tweeted it. Fucking from there, it was not even like 12 hours later, I was getting contacted by, like, by news organizations. Like I had the sun asking me, oh, can we use your tweet? You know, I had I had that. I had AV Club. I had just this fucking oh massive God. amount so, of attention oh. over Mario's goddamn penis. Of all things, like me, me, like fucking uh-huh. all the shit that I've done, and all of a sudden, the one thing that I actually get media attention for is Mario's cock. Isn't that ironic? Wow, it, it's fucking hilarious. It, like even to this day, I'm still finding uh, like uh, shit like YouTube videos that were talking about it and uh and i go and i i 
highlight them or I go and I show the video to people and they're like, yo, I didn't even fucking notice that that was your fucking tweet in the first place. Are these, like, uh, yeah. are they black and white comics? Am I looking at the right thing? Yeah. Yeah, you are. Okay. Uh, you, you should be able to find the tweets easily. There were, there were two of them. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's uh, a comic come one, come all. There's actually this, there's a character in here that hot wheels could identify with. It's this woman in a mobilized, um, fucking little mobile chair. It uh, looks yeah. like something Hot Wheels would be in. And then in the next frame, yes, uh, Mario has his pants off up over his head. And you can see yep. his little baby Mario That's dick. actually, I'm pretty sure that's actually Princess Peach in that suit, uh, what you're talking about. Yeah. She's like hiding in it or some shit. I don't, I don't know the context. All I know is that Mario is naked and he has a cock. Yeah. Uh, you can see his little ass funniest, here too. Yeah, and the funny thing about that is if you go and you take a look at the, um, the Wikipedia article for 20chan, uh, there's a line at the beginning of it that uh, that has a citation for my, my vocation, you know, I'm a freelance web developer. Um, and the citation for my occupation is actually sourced from one of those articles about Mario's cock. Uh, <laughs> I got a good fucking laugh at that. So any anytime somebody needs to know if Mario has like dark Italian areolas or if he's got like little pinkies, there's your name underneath it associated with some fucking article. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, quite a legacy, uh, you know, anonymous and Mario's cock. Yeah, forget all this anonymous shit. If uh, if you ever wanted to know what Mario's little schmeckle looks like, um, Kurtaner's your man. <laughs> you just go to him. Yeah, he's yep. got the fucking. He's the authority on it. Apparently, right? Every once in a while, every once in a while, that those uh, those tweets will just get a burst of activity. I'll get like 100, oh, 200 yeah. retweets from it now and then. Oh, it always man. makes me laugh. No, isn't that funny that you go through all this uh, epic internet shenanigans and and pranking and and all of that, and yeah, one tweet can kind of uh, overshadow it or, all, or just be equal to everything, right? Isn't that wild? Yep. Yeah, that's one of the, the frustrating, frustrating as hell. Yeah, it's frustrating. Like our best stories where we we put our minds together and uh like make it extra funny, like people don't even notice it. And then some shit about Q anonymous that Billy and I wrote where we like tried to introduce impurities to Q, like that takes off and we fucking hate it. And we don't want anything to do with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. The reason yeah. you came on the show is because uh, we should open the lines and just do you want to take callers before we we get off here? Yeah. Okay, the sure. reason uh Kurtaner Kurtaner came on I'm sorry I keep fucking up your name, dude. I'm an asshole. Oh uh, no, no, don't I'm I'm used to it. I'm fucking used to I'm it. I'm really been using this handle since nineteen ninety six. I'm really stoned and I've been drinking and uh my short term memory is not so good right now. But uh the reason you came on the show, we're we're about to open the lines right now and you guys can uh, if you got any questions for him, uh make it quick and, and we'll talk to him. We're expecting some uh some callers anyway. Um was because you have a problem with Q co-opting this shit. And, uh, yes. And do you have something, uh, like the way Billy and I did, we were like, what do we do with this Q anonymous shit? So we wrote an article that twisted it around into some kind of socialist fantasy and got those morons spreading it around. Like, what are you doing to yourself to like undo what uh, Q is trying to do with anonymous? Mm, well, realistically... As far as any of this shit goes, um, I I basically 
have the only legitimate, uh, quote-unquote, uh, right to the throne. And people recognize that. And they also recognize that, uh, you know, like, I, I'm, I, won't, I won't mince any words. I was a fucking asshole back then. I did a lot of horrible shit. We all were horrible fucking people. And, um, and that from there, that turned into something that you might have feelings one way or another about uh, the whole um, uh, political uh, activist bent that came in the future. But as far as I'm concerned, like, like that's, that's humbling to me that Anonymous was able to go and, and be this, this quote-unquote force for change. Fucking wild. So now that I'm back, now that I'm recognized as, in, as being that foundational role, uh, I have myself in a very unique position where I can actually go and kind of rally everyone together and, and push back against this co-opting. Uh, I'm, I, I can't, you know, I can't go and There's some details hand. that, uh, yeah, that you can't really say because you're yeah. working. There's, there's, there are a lot of moving parts right now. Um, it, it's pretty fucking heavy. Like, it, it, it's, I, I will drop that uh, as far as Jim Watkins goes. Uh, he's just a puppet. Um, I mean, if you re- realistically, like, you, you don't need to really have proof of that like you know that he is just an opportunist he's an old absolute idiot he can't come up with anything on his own like that uh he just goes and acquires other people's businesses or in the case of two channel uh he just straight up fucking steals shit so obviously uh, there there are people pulling the strings uh above him and he doesn't give a shit because he has a lot of cultural relevance and clout Kind of like how Hot Wheels did before him, except this is a lot more insidious and dangerous. Um, yeah. Well, good luck with slaying that dragon. <laughs> gonna, oh boy! Yeah, no, like, we, we are yeah. going to. I, I, I will say is that uh, if this Q shit doesn't get curtailed, um, or at least like somewhat handled, which uh, at the current trajectory, uh, we're, we're probably going to make a good amount of headway on this. But if I had sat back and done nothing and just sat back and watched, um, I would expect uh, within six months for the, uh, the globe to be engulfed in nuclear fire. Uh, that, that's how dire I see things right now. Uh, we're going to be well, right, there, uh, right there with you, man, uh, as, as it unfolds. And um, Certainly the stakes are very high. They're very high, and I'm in a unique position where I might be able to actually fucking do something about it. And I, I think that it is time for me to to pay back the world for. Oh, fuck, the world owes me a lot of shit. Why the fuck am I doing this to myself? God. Yeah, go <laughs> fuck yourself, world. Uh, why do I let myself get into these situations? Hey, man, this is uh, this is. This really is a historical uh, episode of Hate Radio, and this is fucking That's exciting. Right. All right, hey, let's bring let's bring up some callers, and uh, yeah. these motherfuckers have questions for you, dude. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, caller uh, Chronicle.su, you're on the air with the boys. <laughs> Hello. Hey, what's up? Oh, not too much. I had a very specific question there. Uh, okay. This is for Kurt. Now. Can you do a barrel roll? Jesus Christ, man. 
All right. All right. This is going to change that episode. I, you know, I, um, I, I had a feeling that it's just going to be fucking meme central. Do you I, know I how long that guy waited on the phone for like four minutes to say that? Hey, epic. <laughs> epic. It's our gag, bro. On the next one. On the next FGS, one. FGS, FGS. What a cocksucker, huh? Um. Pool's closed. Yeah. Hey, so the pool closing green face, man, uh, is he going to make a comeback? If you take a look at uh, any of the social media profiles or uh, any of the stuff that, uh, that I'm using uh, in, in context of Anonymous lately, I'm only using my green boy. Open lines, chronicle.su, hate radio. You can call us at 917-675-4836 and tell us to keep the noise down. What did, uh, yeah, I bet even right down to the way that the image board posters were, uh, making their posts, there was a distinct difference in the tone and the, in the writing style of the green face anonymous playful posts compared to the ones in black and white that had the fucking sort of almost like stormtrooper all caps tone. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you you have to have an air to you. I mean, we we kind of gained a reputation really fast, and you have to you have to play both sides of it. You have to be this shadowy uh, cabal that's going and pulling the strings worldwide. But also, you also have to maintain the whole lulz factor. It was it was a balancing act. You know, a lot of smoke screens involved. And some people bought one side of it. Some people bought another side of it. Some people kind of saw both of it combined. And realistically, there were like 30, 40 or so of us sitting in fucking private IRC channels going and actually orchestrating half of this shit. Uh, Funny thing, uh, Channology, that was being pushed from May 2007. Like that, that was a long time coming. And I constantly shut it down. I've got a, uh, I've got something that I, I want you to hear. It's a, by, it's a Chronicle.su fucking uh, 420 Chan promo. Attention, all image board users. That's me. Are you sick of how everyone got all political? I need a Chan that represents my lethargy. Come on over to 420 Chan, where the folks just don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Our boards are guaranteed not to be overpopulated You're with Russian out. troll farm botters influencing American elections. It's just normal Russians. So come on over to a better Chan, a quieter Chan, a Chan for the common man. 420chan.org I'm Angstrom Troubadour, and I wholeheartedly recommend that you take your Terramax and use 420chan as the toilet for your mental leavings. Uh, you're going to have to upload that somewhere. Unfortunately, your noise cancellation was uh, cutting it's, uh, out. It's such a piece of shit. But um, yeah. that's what I always used 420chan for. That was like like 4chan and like the slash poll board and Q Anonymous and all that shit. It's just it's too hilarious. Like they even our themselves. fucking moderators, even our 2010 and on moderators, like there, there are people that came on board late 2009, early 2010 that had no fucking idea until that article published. Like even, even my own staff didn't even fucking know about the shit that I had done. It's, it's hilarious. Uh, and, and, and another aside, you know, yeah, we are the, the chill stoner Chan, but I want to tell you something and you'll, you'll probably agree with me. If you were to take a Venn diagram 
of hacker culture and drug culture, it's a single circle. It kind of built itself. Because uh, you have to grow the drugs? Is that the idea? Uh, no, it's just the whole anti-authoritarianism bent and just like disregard for rule and law and shit. Uh, I mean, you, you go and show me uh, 10 black hats and I'll show you 10, 10 weed smokers and 10 people that are really fucking into psychedelics or meth or what have you, you know? Except it's, Topiary, uh, that guy that guy was clean as a whistle. Uh, I mean, he was a kid. Also, funny thing, if you were around on 7-Eleven, Chan, uh, hot tip, Plasma, he was 13 at the time. I heard about that. Yeah, I was learning from a 13-year-old kid. Like, how did yeah, I I I wouldn't. I wouldn't have allowed that shit, but I mean, I mean, we were 18 plus because of the drug content, so we had an implicit anti-child filter built in, and if you were able to fool us into thinking that you were oh, 18 or older, then you just stuck around. The fact is, there were a lot more kids around back then than I realized. Dude, no I wonder was, they took orders. I was uh, 21 years old, but that kid probably had greater emotional maturity than I had. Like I was yeah. just like I was letting his messages in. I was letting everybody's that guy Dick Masters. Plasma, Plasma yeah. was fucking talented as shit for his age. Hey, so what? Whatever ended up happening to him? He's still around, actually. He's in my Discord. Um, we we still talk, and uh, he's he's helping me with the uh, Q shit, um, or at least yeah, I think he's going to be jumping in the fray soon. Is he on Twitter? Yeah. Yes, he is. I will give you his Twitter handle later. I don't. I don't know if he. Oh, it's not he blasted would appreciate out. me. Yeah, exactly. Basically, there are a lot more of those old original people around than than people realize. Uh, you know, we're we're family, and we stick together, and we're all still stuck together in a fucking horrible mess. It's a what? It's a lot of fun, man. Like it's. You know, it's a lot of it's high drama right there, but it's uh, if it wasn't I, such a rush, yeah, it it is. It's it's a rush, but and also at the same time, like it, you have to understand from my perspective how fucking wild it is. Everything that I kicked off, just just like uh, across the world, it, it oh, and I it's still that. going to this day. And, and and like literally, like I have, I have a lot of moments where I just sit back and be, and I'm like, if I didn't do. That single fucking board, if or even if I didn't get into a fucking grudge war with a 15-year-old named Alex Worry, and we never made it onto Fox News because of that, what the fuck would the world look like right now? I, it's just, there's a lot of, like, stupid little shit like that that ended up blossoming into all of this. And it's fucking wild! Well, maybe what we need is a time machine, or uh, maybe we could... Put on the the butterfly effect and watch that. I mean, technically, if you really think about it, uh, <laughs> uh, without me, uh, there's a good chance that Donald Trump might not be president. I hate to say it, but some of my hoaxes apparently helped him as well. I mean, it was just uh, something. I thought it would hurt him that he uh, endorsed chemtrail conspiracies, but people were <laughs> no. like voting for him because yeah. of it. Yeah, there's oh, a whole Lord. army well, of ignorant motherfuckers and proud of it, and like that's like that's the new thing now. And yeah, you and you know what? That's uh, if you you want to you want to kind of key into where we might be able to steer this Q mess around. It's harnessing that. And that's all I'm going to say. Let's uh, let's take another caller. Uh, 
Chronicle.su Hate Radio. You're on the air. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, how's it going? Good. Do you have a question for uh, Kurt? So, yeah, um, I missed half your show. So who is this guy? Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, Lordy. Do you know this person? Me? Yeah. Uh... Uh, uh, well, okay, no well, comment. Kurt Tanner, Kurt Tanner is the leader of Anonymous, <laughs> the new Anonymous. Yeah, uh, no, I, the founder. I think. Okay, the founder, the founder, founder. Leader. Yeah. He's not trying to okay, lead. Whatever. I actually, I am, I, I am trying to to take take charge again, but I, okay. I can't. Like, yeah. Um, I think I, that's I, my word. It's my words, not yours. She so. thinks that's interesting. And that's yeah, Kilgore says, yeah, like, what are your what are your ideas? Because what are your ideas? Is like, oh my god! Yeah, uh, well, I mean, well, you guys, the, the country's burning. So, yeah, how are you going to stop yes. the fires, Kurt? Um, I'm going to piss on them. You and hear we're going to go. And we're going to harness off. the whole. We're going to fucking harness that big old sea of piss, and we're going to dump it on the fire. Now that's ta- That's what I wanted to hear right there. This is Gamergate all over again. So what, uh, all right, hey, uh, thanks for calling. It was nice chatting with you, or whatever that was. Uh, hey, you're on Hate Radio, Chronicle.su. Hey, I just wanted to say hi to uh, our personal FBI agent, and also stop to all my terminal ninjas. What's up? <laughs> Do you have a question for Kurt? <laughs> <laughs> What is you know, funny thing, yeah. if people think you glow, they don't give you any problems. That's all I'll say. So this, uh, maybe I'm just too fucked up for this. This doesn't make sense to me. Bill, does this make sense to you? The, what, what do you mean this? This person on the phone. What are oh, you no, from? That, Turtle Club? What is it called? The Ninja Turtle Club? You know, I don't know about that. Uh, maybe next to the... Oh, yeah, Ninja Turtle maybe Club. The next. Ninja Turtle Club, bitch. I played with Ninja Turtles when I was little. I played with the the foot soldiers on the on their boards. The NES game. Yeah, the NES game was tits with the fire along the bottom of the screen. Uh, that, no, that was that was TMNT two, the arcade game. Oh, okay. I, I have that. I actually still have the cartridges. But I'm talking about that fucking original one, the one with the stupid fucking underwater bomb stage that nobody could ever get past. Fuck that game. Hey, we really disrespected the previous caller. Do you want that to happen to you? Obviously, you should defile me as hard as possible. <laughs> I'm good at that. To, yeah, that happens to be my specialty as well. So, like, maybe we could do some kind of a three-way thing. You like it? You know where to find me. <laughs> she does. She's speechless. Do you like to get choked? Oh, I mean, Jesus obviously, Christ. who doesn't? Are you a power bottom? Come on, like, boy, you switched up. She's afraid to say this is not the so, becoming it's kind of, of awkward. A, so, uh, it's kind what, of awkward. What's next for Kurt here? What's next for Kurt? What's next for you? Are you are you gonna <laughs> get uh, like what comes next? Well, I don't know. Like, hopefully, a year from now, I'm not in a fucking federal prison. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's always in the back of my mind. Uh, yeah, he doesn't want to go to federal prison, and we don't appreciate the insinuation. Uh, Chronicle.su, hey yeah, radio, you're on the air. Am I? I'm on the air. You're on live with Kurt and the boys. Hello. Oh, wow. 
You got a question hey, Kurt, for um, Kurt? What's that? So, okay, my question. I have a question. What's next for you and for Anonymous? Thanks. Oh, for God's sake! He just okay. told you he's like QAnon is fucking. Okay, legit. right. Yeah, yeah. My my focus right now. No, for is, you specifically. I, I like, are you doing a book? Are you going on a podcast? I, like, what's oh, what's, they want to know like if you, you're Kurt? doing other media and that type of shit. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. Like, so what are you doing? One thing I've been building up a lot of press contacts lately. Like, um, I'm I'm actually in the process of um of planning out a video. Uh, uh, like a, a video call with CBS. Um, I don't know if that's going to be live or not, but at the very least, like that's going to be an online feature. Um, so, you know, balls moving in many directions. Uh, expect to see me in the media more. Um, either directly involved with this Q thing or, or beyond because like there's a lot of people that are just like, holy shit, you're real. So I expect... I expect there to be a lot to come from this. Um, yeah, are you going to get on Joe Rogan? Maybe. I, I, I actually, you know what? The moment the Snowden episode aired, I actually went and I I, I contacted their um, their their Booker uh, and put my name in, being like, "Hey, I'm here. Uh, Joe Joe might enjoy talking to me. Um, hit me up." You're a great so, interview. Yeah. Like, uh, you you've been great here. I mean, you're you're as good as a podcast host could hope for. I. You know. Well, thank you, thank you. I, I like I, I obviously I've not had many opportunities to do this, and uh, and it's always been fucking frustrating because uh, you know I'm I I love to talk about the past. I love to just you know chill, shoot shit. I'm I'm not one of those typical neckbearder awkward nerds. I mean, fuck. I mean, back in the day, I had to have some kind of charisma in order to get everybody to go do my bidding. Uh, there's something there. I always aspired to be a neckbeard, and like my my parents became suspicious of it, and they're like, "What are you trying to do?" And like they drug tested me and shit. Um, and I have I have emails like there there's a there's a folder in my old Gmail inbox, like people people were thirsty, like I I was propositioned quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I was in a relationship hot. at the time, so you yeah. know, I, I, I didn't go and uh, I didn't accept any of them, but I, I thanked them for the thought. Hey, this is that's a good question, caller. Where would you like to see Kurt uh, showing up? Where, what are you into? Oh, well, thank you. Actually, I had an idea for you, Kurt. I don't know if you have uh, old archive posts of 420chan. Some of us were around and remember some of the great threads, but a lot of people were not there. So maybe it would be worth writing your experiences in a book with your yes. favorite threads from 420chan. Yeah, I, actually, I was uh, I was in a uh, talk uh, a couple of days ago with Jeff Moss, the uh, the founder of DefCon, and uh, that's right. He he yeah. was, uh, uh, and if you don't know what DefCon is, it's a um, it's a giant hacking uh, convention. Yeah, I, I know what and, DefCon is. <laughs> it was all online this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Jeff Moss and I we just started talking uh, out of the blue, and he he told me like. You ever thought about writing a book? And I told him straight up, you know, at this point, it's pretty much a foregone conclusion. Uh, and he's like, you know what? I'd buy your book. <laughs> so I I mean, it's, uh, I'd it's love pretty to see high more praise. Content from you, Kurt. Uh, expect to see that sometime in the future. As for the archives and shit, part of the reason I was able to even prove myself to journalists in the first place, you don't do that shit without having archives and proof. I have 
entire intact server backups. I, I have I have a stack on my fucking desk of 17 hard drives that I just I went and I pulled every single hard drive that I could find from back then. And I don't I don't dispose of media. Uh, I'm a data pack rat. Anytime I built a new machine, I would love I to see that, my hard that drives, I put that shit in a box. So I have all of it. <laughs> and uh, dude, if if I was Believe reading it. the book on this shit, I would like to see. I would even like to see the threads almost in their original format, if if that's possible. Like, yeah, and, actually, I have. Um, I'm gonna put a couple of links in the uh, in uh, Chronicle.su chat. Uh, hell, actually, you could even you can even go on my Twitter timeline. A couple of days ago, I went and I tweeted a, an archive.org link uh, of Hal Turner raging about when I uh, I hacked his registrar account and redirected HalTurnerShow.com to 420chan. Right, the uh, shit that we've been yeah, talking all... about tonight, uh, you guys can go and uh, look at Kurt, Kurt Tanner's uh, timeline, and you can see all the context of the Hal Turner shit we were talking about earlier. It's there yeah. in the original form. Yep. Not, uh, not only is and... Kurt... The uh, founder of of Anonymous, but he's got all the documents to back it up, yeah, and he's soon he will be the leader. Maybe not. Maybe he is now. I don't know. But soon he will be the leader. I consider him. A he's going to slay. He's going to slay Q. He is a leader for sure, and he always, he always has been. Is the thing for people in the know. Everyone's known Kurt the whole time. There is an yeah. undeniable uh, following behind Kurt, and there's a community around him that I, I, I think is warranted. And after we talked to you tonight, it, you know, they they seem to have really enjoyed it. And uh, like people are asking you for like to do a, dedica- a dedicated podcast and shit like that in the chat. Yeah, I would uh, love to see more content. I know that. Yeah, I, somebody to somebody floated to me the idea of doing a regular podcast uh, covering you know just just internet culture and internet history. Kind of like a, a deep dive, like, yeah, you, you go and you pick a subject and uh, each episode just go and talk about that one single uh, moment in either meme culture history, general internet culture people history. That were there. You know, there's little, you know little ideas like that. There. Maybe once you uh, take care of stories. this uh, little nuclear holocaust thing. Oh, yeah. Like, I, these are all far off plans, man. Yeah. I will sure. say that I was on camera. Um, for seven hours uh, with a documentarist uh, two weeks ago. Uh, we, we started talking over the Q shit, but then he realized, he's like, wait a minute. Yo, your story is kind of fucking wild. And, and can, can I like, can I like call you and we can just kind of, kind of touch base and get to know uh, a little bit about you. And it was a two hour call uh, originally. And, Seven hours later, he's like, I did not expect to blow my whole day on this, but uh, uh, like, holy fucking shit. So now he's getting ready to go and update his passport. And as soon as the borders open up and U.S. and Canada travel opens up again, he's going to be flying over here and we're going to have some recording sessions. So, I mean, th- there's a lot of shit going on right now. Yeah, you must be a busy guy right now. I mean, holy shit. It's time to piece all this shit together because it, you've been doing it. You've been offering these uh, background links, like on the Hal Turner shit, for example, as uh, these as these landmarks, and you just got to connect them with all the context and the story, like you gave us tonight. And uh, exactly, I mean, you're a, you know to be whatever you are That's now, you're also a heck of a, a historian, uh, like about I this little seem, corner. Yeah, I seem to be a. Um a curator of a period of internet history that has been largely completely fucking lost 
just because you know like things were so chaotic back then uh yep. it, sites were blowing up left and right like you, you take a look at slash i like, uh, just on 42010 alone we had it in 11 distinct locations there's a few times where if, like where we were only a bare ip address and uh, I'll, I'll show you something about hal turner in regards to that when hal turner posted it on fucking 420chan you know, I have the episode MP3 where we all go and call in for two hours, and it was a fucking party. It was a you know? shit show. I, oh, man. When Hal like, Turner I, ran I, his site, or ran his uh, uh, radio show out of his home, and he lost the, the fucking boards and everything that made him anything in a studio, <laughs> he was just so weak and impotent uh, after that. Yeah, like we uh, we made him crash his SUV when he was going to a data center uh, to go and drop <laughs> off his server. His it's fucking like miserable fucking... life. Yeah, and it all culminated uh, the whole uh, the whole uh, April twenty first in real life raid that we we trolled him into into being panicked over. We went and we sent a couple of the girls from IRC over to his house because they they were in New Jersey. Sent them over to his house. Hey, caller. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Go. Ahead. Were you going to say something? Else? Uh, this is. This is. Yeah. This is. This is quick. I'm about to finish. Uh, uh, we we send them to, uh, to his house on uh, April 21st, 2007, and he was there preparing for a whole bunch of shit. Uh, he was outside of his house grilling. He was literally flipping some burgers. Yeah. And the 420 Chan ladies uh, posed for him, posed with him for a photo. Uh, it ended oddly amicably. Uh, and then, to, as the coup de grace, we took the photos of him and these young ladies, and we sent them to Hal Turner's wife, who then divorced him. There you go. Yeah, That's his life was fucking destroyed. Right his life was destroyed. I was going to ask the caller if you were there for any of that. Wait, the caller's still fucking uh, on? Are yeah. you shitting me? Yeah, 10 minutes. I, I, he hasn't said a word. Well, he's listening politely. Okay, well, I don't... Well, well I mean... <laughs> My God! I mainly called in because uh, I'm an old friend of Kurt's, and I just wanted him to talk about the Joe Rogan thing and uh, what he's doing next because I think it's really cool where he's going with it. But yeah. um, Kurt's got a lot yeah, of good friends you know, like you. I mean, yeah, I, I was uh, there for, for the whole. It's kind of frustrating. How many people? I remember people, Habo. How many people? Oh yeah, there he's talking about Habo. I know about it, and nobody fucking fucking nope, nobody backed me up. Hey man, like, thanks for calling. It was it was cool talking to you. You had some great questions for Kurt. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. No, I mean I just wanted to. I I really appreciate what Kurt's doing, so it's cool to to hear him talk about it. Yeah, right thanks. on. And thanks for hanging out for like yeah. a fucking eleven minute phone call. That was cool. All right, that was a great <laughs> caller. Yeah. If uh, anybody else wants to call in, go for it. He mentioned Habo Hotel. That's that was my first introduction to uh, Habo Hotel. Was the second version, like uh, the the four chan raids with uh, with Negros and Babas and that. Like that was version two of that raid. They the first version yeah. was in two thousand and three, and that there's roots from something awful in that. You ever it, heard it, of the uh, the Church of Gino? It's the G E N O. Everybody would be all gray, no hair on their on their baba, uh, wearing gray robes and shit, and would all just be like, "The path is gray. Follow the path," and we would all have to have the name Gino with a four a four digit string afterwards it, it was, was so it was a playful. cult a literal just, fucking habo cult great. yeah i love that kind of stuff uh, what was the one uh, do you know the way uh <laughs> no, the, do you know the way i love that that yeah. was to me that you took, do not know the way that took me back um 
yeah, Havo Hotel. Everybody uh, had afros. This was the origin of the pools closed meme. This is fucking old, old, funny, childish stuff. Like really just playful kitty stuff. Closing off a virtual pool so that people in their little chat room can't put their avatars in a pool. Sorry, pool's closed. And also, pool's closed. Also, you can't go. You, no, no, you're stuck in here. Uh, we can't let you go into the other room. There's AIDS in there, too. Yeah, uh, AIDS. you got to stay here. It was closed. And, uh, also, don't mind us. We're going to go and draw a swastika in our, in our bodies. Now, there was a lot of uh, playful, t- um, ironic anti-Semitism around that time that also later became not so ironic for some people. And uh, I have regrets. <laughs> you well, it's fair, dude. I mean, I, I know where you're coming from. Like, I have regrets, too, because I would make edgy remarks, too. And I would say... Irony begets reality. It, it's, it's, uh, it's something that we've seen happen over and over again on the Internet. You do it ironically enough, eventually somebody's going to take it seriously, or they're, they're going to... It's it's gonna warp their mind. And one thing, actually, fucking. Did you see yes, that? It warps their mind. Like Kilgore pointed out, out to me one time that, uh, yeah, the irony. Like you grow into your irony too. Sorry, Kilgore. Well, no. Did you see that video of the guy, the kid who was at some kind of a street event protest? I don't know, but he was wearing a swastika shirt, and he's confronted by angry. Uh, black folks and he rips the shirt off of his back and he's like i'm not really here for the hate i'm just be trying to I'm just like freaking people out man yeah and he has this look of just terror on his face that he's just been uh exposed or something yeah you've seen that video right yep that was that to me that was like that's the moment when you know you've gone too far right and from that point on Every you've got to do it differently, or else you're just a hateful asshole. And that's that's you know that's that's not it to get into the whole subject of just like over oversensitivity online in general and the the far left whole cancel culture shit. Like I don't want to get into that. Uh, you know, there, there's a balance. There's a fucking balance that has been lost, and I hate that. And if there's one thing that I can do, it's to bring a bit of that balance back, but just with less swastikas this time. Screen in IRC says there is no such things as playful, irreverent racism, and you'll soon joke your way right into right wing radicalization. Yep, we know that for fact. That's how it happens. You're being playful, you're being cute, and then somehow, and then somewhere along the way, uh, your you subconscious know, lets you think that there's some truth to the jokes. Funny thing, like just the, just how hard we went in the paint with Hal Turner to begin with back then. We it's it kind of set the stage for the the times to come. We more or less made neo Nazi communities absolutely and utterly keen on image boards as a perfect recruitment stage, and I, I hate that. And another thing is, well, it might seem cute and fun for you and your you know, white friends, but would you say that N word in the room with a a black guy? No, you wouldn't. And that's it. it, There's kind of, uh, yeah, it may seem like you're not being racist. You may tell yourself you're not, but you wouldn't make these jokes in a room with black folks generally. I mean that you don't know strangers, right? You would never. I, I had a a little bit of undercurrent of racism there. I just want to point that out. 
Indeed. I, I actually, I like, I had my own boundaries back then and there, there were, there were some lines that I didn't cross that the whole, like, uh, throwing end bombs, uh, shit. I, I was never really into that myself. And the, the same goes for, you know, anti LGBT shit. Like four twenty chan has always had a giant burgeoning, uh, gay and transgender audience. And, uh, you know, I have, I have friend I have family that is gay and I have, old uh, childhood family friends like my my childhood babysitter was a trans woman and she committed suicide when i was 10 years old you know they, these are these are like little foundational things that always stuck with me so i i have always implicitly had my own lines that i never crossed uh i, I never gave people shit when they crossed them but i never did that shit myself and in retrospect of course uh, everything looks different at, from right now than it did when we were kids. That too. It was a much more innocent time. Goat see left and right. I was reading tonight about one of those AVGN guys, uh, Mike Matei. He had drawn this um, this racist comic in his early 20s, and it was just a bunch of edgy jokes. Like, you know, this kid was, was informed by 4chan or whatever too, and, like, that's just where his humor came from. Like, he's actually not the, you know, he's not a racist. Like, nowadays he's a sweetheart. Yeah. But he was a kid then. And he was imprinted by by these forces that is, you know, obviously not his character. Some people grow my, out of that. My trolling began probably two thousand two thousand and one online. Uh, there was a there was a uh, person that was adjacent to the Penny Arcade comic. Uh, his name was Batju, and there was a, uh, there was an actual link on the Penny Arcade website to a place called Batju's Forums. And if you go on the archive, uh, the Wayback Machine archives, you go take a look at the rules of uh, Bad Jews forums. One of the rules says, "I want you to be ra- uh, just just be fucking horrible and racist." That's that's why we're here. Like, uh, it's, it call each other call each other the most nastiest shit. You know, I, I want to fucking laugh at that. And this is this is something that was directly attached. The fucking penny arcade of all things that you know you you wouldn't get away with that shit these days, but the fact is like that's that's just how the internet was twenty years ago. It was like everybody was trying to to shock and uh, fuck with each other, and it, and was, it was like okay. Yeah, you wanted South Park every second on those sites just to be shocking. Mm-hmm. But now you don't have a closed chat room. You don't have a website where just you and your friends can hang out. Everybody is going to look at it if they see, you know, if if yeah. something gets out. There's no more. Realistically, oh, just us. Uh, yeah, that, that, like, kids. That's not that, doesn't happen anymore. No, it doesn't. And like, like, and yeah, the the audiences and the size of the size of communities back then, like that was a direct. Uh, direct associate of Penny Arcade, but realistically, there were only like 30, 40 people on that forum. You know, like th- these were very, very small, insular groups. Um, some of the some of the people I met back then are are still with me to get today. And uh, uh, mind you, we we've all pretty much grown out of that shit together. <laughs> Another uh, example uh, would be the the guys who started Encyclopedia Dramatica. Like you read those those anchor articles that are just hilarious from top to bottom. Like the geniuses that wrote the best material also didn't hang around as it became a festering hate hole. Like they were gone. Oh, anonymous also kind of twisted and warped uh, encyclopedia dramatica 
but that's a whole other thing. It, did their channel just basically like become the uh, the nest of that like the uh, uh, ugly consider talk? Consider it consider it a um, a recruitment stage. Like Encyclopedia Dramatica, up until its death in 2011, um, it it was a, basically a giant living chronicle of everything we had done up until that point. And on and I will. I will maintain this. Encyclopedia Dramatica has been dead for nine years. What exists now is not Encyclopedia Dramatica. Don't at me. Yeah, I agree with you. It's completely <laughs> different now. And uh, Girl Vinyl still has the servers. They're sitting in her basement. Yeah, so if you want to go and read the old stories with the contextual uh, images that go along with them that are like screenshots of history, you can't actually see those. Like, it's lost to her, yep, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, yeah, she, she still has all the, the five servers. They're intact. You know, they were decommissioned by a friend of mine who drove them directly to her house. Uh, she, she still has them there. Um, <laughs> and everything that came since was just a fucking Google cash scrape. Uh, <laughs> I tried to convince her to open those up at least to just give over the images to the people are, that are trying to like keep the site alive. And she, just yeah no no she does, she does not she does not want like like we've we've talked about this privately uh as well and yeah no it, it it as far as she's concerned it's never coming back it never should come back but as far as a historical record thing goes I probably i i would probably be the one person that would eventually be able to get my hands on it at least like privately just to just to, you know, go through it. Not so much to exfiltrate anything or to make a copy, mind you, but just to, to sift through some of that data. Lucky guy. Just from we'd a historical like to, perspective. We'd all like to do that, wouldn't we? I mean, it would be such a nostalgia trip, right? It would be, but it's also a hell of a lot of danger zone stuff. Like, there, there's a lot of, like, really oh, fucking nasty shit on there. There's, that's true. Yeah. I mean, you have to consider. Like, she was a fed when... She made that site. <laughs> I didn't realize that she created ED. I thought she just controlled it. Yeah. Um... Well, why would a Fed? <laughs> so a Fed just wants to write some funny shit too. Is that the idea? Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll go with that. It was. I mean, she, she ran LJ Drama, and a lot of that shit was basically like LJ Drama two point um, Oh my god! Live. Wow, journal. we are really going down the rabbit oh, hole now. Now that's. Now that brings back some memories. Maybe we shouldn't uh, yeah. dig up those memories. <laughs> I, I'd prefer that they just stay memories. Oh, <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, like ED it turned into something real fucking sour. And realistically, if you want to know the exact moment that pretty much clinched it, that uh, Encyclopedia Dramatica had to go, was probably when old B, old Dirty Beatard killed himself. Uh, rest in peace, my man. Now, you know, we speak of uh, the... Uh, the early days here as as innocent but i'm and i'm thinking back to uh geo cities now because for some reason it just seems my mind wants to go back and back but what i mean i was so young then and so was the internet right yeah. kilgore and i was, had geo cities nothing on geo cities so was, did i 
Nothing on GeoCities was dirty. What was the other one? Tripod or something? Yes. Yeah, so, no, no. There, so there were three of them. There were Angel Tripod, Fire. There were Angel Fire, and yeah, that's uh, right. GeoCities. Right. Yep. And not, I ne- never remember seeing anything shocking. Contra- Maybe there was a fart website or something, but that was as bad as... I was just in it for the remember. fucking anime fan sites, like looking right? for fucking yeah, like, Sailor Moon shit. Yeah, me and that's too. How I love that, that shit. Actually, yeah. I was on it for Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. I was Final Fantasy VII sites. Those that was truly the innocent days of the internet, and and it didn't last. By the time we hit our teens, it was uh, our later teens. It was really Eternal September. Yeah, that's right. And then Eternal September two. I I am directly to blame for the second Eternal September. The reckoning. Oh, Jesus. It's, so you have two uh, parallel eternal Septembers happening right now because they never ended. They're eternal. Uh, They're eternal. So there was one, uh, and now there's there's another one. Oh, remind me. This is uh, this has been a fun conversation, man. I feel like we got off track though. Like we were talking about something before we got. Yeah, to we GeoCities we got and, through with the whole nuclear apocalypse Q thing, and and now we're thinking back to. You know, how where did it all go wrong, right? Uh the moment the internet was invented. Hey, was there ever actually be. a a girl named that called herself Internet Hate Machine? Or am I Yes, yeah. Her uh, there was a person who went by IHM. Yes. And uh no nobody likes this person. I remember that, <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah. But it, yeah, the whole internet hate machine thing didn't come from her. It was it was a line from that box. But I remember court. everybody hated her so much that for me it almost ruined the expression internet hate machine because she was just so lame. As I recall. Yeah, I tried not to pay attention to them. I I'm pretty sure they weren't allowed in 420 Chan IRC after a very short period. <laughs> oh, yeah. what's happening in uh, uh hate radio here? It looks like uh, maybe you sent me something. Oh, I don't know. Sorry, there's something happening. Mm, hold on, let me let me if I can go grab something real. Uh, yeah, yeah, go fucking grab something, man. Uh, well, first I'm gonna go grab a glass of water. I'll we'll we'll take a short break seconds. while uh, homeboy gets a glass of water. You're listening to Chronicle.su Hate Radio. I'm Hate Sec. I'm gonna go take a piss. We'll be right back. Now I'm alone. You're alone, dude. You can talk after the uh, Chronicle. We're better than Bumper. You. you probably think you're pretty good, and maybe you are, but we're better. Fancy yourself a good cook? We got you topped. While Bill Kilgore can whip up a souffle that'll lop your tits off. Got no tits? You might grow some. Can you read lips? Well, I read minds, bitch, and I know that you know I'm better than you. Oh, you're good at driving? I flipped a van down into a bank one time while trying to prove to my friends that roads don't matter. We got out, police came to the house, nothing happened. I'm better than you. This message is brought to you proudly by Lebel, Trucker Incorporated. We own everything that matters. Oh, is it dead air? All right. And we're back. It's Radio Hate. Uh, Chronicle.su is brought to you proudly by Liebel Droker Incorporated, publisher of the Hatenist Half Hour on the Internet, Hate Radio, and the infallible Internet Chronicle. You can read 
all this hilarious shit we're talking about at Chronicle.su. Uh, the latest story is about a kid who doesn't understand why puppet shows still exist because uh, he jerks off 24-7 to an iPad. Why the fuck would you need to go see a a puppet show? So, um, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're uh, in the third act of uh, this historic episode of Chronicle.su. It's Hate Sec, Wild Bill Kilgore, and Kurt Tanner, the founder of 420chan and OG Anonymous. If you can dispute that, please give it a try. But uh, I, yeah, I'd be interested. To, <laughs> you give mother, it a fucking try. You fucking fucks. Why don't you call us? And say it to Kurt's face that he's a fucking liar. Why don't you? Yeah, go ahead. Try it. I would. I would actually be interested in hearing that <laughs> because uh, Kilgore and I uh, started writing Chronicle.su as the project called Elfwax, on, and uh, it was still Elfwax when Anonymous with a capital A came to life as what it is uh, well-remembered by as the Gee Fox and all that bullshit. Uh, Kilgore, like several times as it came up in our writing at the Internet Chronicle, would defer to me and say, like, hey, you know, like, you remember that, right? Like, when you were out there in Project Chanology and stuff, like, is this the way you remember it? Was it playful and silly, or is it this fucking weird, why does it look like fascism and this black-and-white fucking faceless piece of shit in a suit as the representative now and as Kurt has so pleasantly explained to us throughout the evening has pretty pretty well belonged to the feds for all this time and uh, in his efforts to keep it pure whatever, whatever that might look like Kurt is uh, is bound to run into this again where he might resuscitate the anonymous brand and uh, just as by now it's their template the whoever's the young new feds are going to be told by the ones that have done it before. Oh yeah, here's how you co-opt that movement. Like, it's just well, going to go into better a cycle. Better the feds than the Republican Party, right? Better the feds. <laughs> maybe <laughs> so. Yeah, maybe so. Because Q Anonymous just so reeks of Tea Party ideology. It really doesn't fit. And even though, like, yes, you're using the word anonymous and stuff, like, everybody that actually understands this game looks at, there's just not enough of us to look at it with high-profile, visible disgust as we're doing it on this show right now. Like, it's just, it's allowed to be out there and fester, and really, it does run unopposed. Like, at first I thought it was a silly concept, but Kurt's ideas of challenging the legitimacy of, of Q's claim to even the word anonymous. It, it seems imperative. Like, I, if somebody has to do it, you know, and he feels like it's him, then uh, who's anybody to say no? Who's anybody to say that he doesn't have claim to this anonymous that even if he really didn't, like, he's the only motherfucker that seems to be stepping up uh, onto that capital A, right? Well, thank goodness for that, because <laughs> um... It is inspiring Q. to see somebody. Uh... Q needs to go. Uh, it's a dragon that needs to be slayed or brought to heel at least. It's it's gone way too far. It's it's got it, 
We're gonna it's literally we're gonna cancel brainwashed. It. Here he we're is. gonna cancel this fucking Q shit. Welcome back, Kurt. Hey, that was a really long piss. Uh, that's okay, man. Uh, I took a long one too. When I came back, the it was dead air, and I had to um, talk about you while you weren't here. <laughs> uh, Kurt was taking a uh, long piss, ladies and gentlemen. Some, sometimes it takes a while, dude. Like if I've been uh, tripping on acid, I can be standing there for like an hour. Like, is this piss ever gonna end? It's just. Well, it feels dribbling. like an hour. Feels like it. I'm looking at what myself in the mirror, and I fucking see myself as a skeleton, and I look back down at my dick, and it looks all tiny. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna put Here's an image. This is a fine example of some of the archives that I have. Some real comprehensive stuff, really. Let's see here. Somebody said they're going to uh, they're gonna flip their shit if you don't talk about your cats. Do you have cats? Yes. Um, uh, we have six cats and a dog, and we also foster. Uh, we socialize feral kittens. Uh, sometimes we, you know, we get them, uh, get them healthy and stuff too. We've taken in sick ones. Uh, over the years, we have fostered and adopted out close to 400 kittens. That's a shitload of kittens, man. How many? How many do you have right now? Uh, right now, we have two fosters, and we have six of our own. So, do you just keep a tally, like on a on a whiteboard, on one of the one of the cat rooms? Uh. It, well, we've been doing it for probably five, six years now, and realistically, you you get them in and you socialize them and you get them out. Uh, probably, I'd say between two to four weeks turnaround. Yeah. So, and so at you know at some points we've had uh, six to eight fosters at a time. So at any time of the day or night that you feel low. You can just go and wallow around in the floor with kittens. Yep, I like I I can just go and flop literally in the middle of the floor, and uh, all of a sudden I'll have a whole bunch of of cats just like one at a time coming over. In fact, one is nuzzling me right now. That sounds like an unbeatable lifestyle. Yeah, it it helps. It it, it helps the pain. I uh, <laughs> I've always wanted to run a cat house myself. You know. But uh, nothing yeah. like that. Yeah, people people are always like, "Oh my god, six cats!" Like, uh, wow, it, it must be like a zoo over there. But I tell you what, if uh, if if the door the doorbell rings or somebody comes in that none of them recognize, you wouldn't even fucking know it. This is uh, this has been a a really crazy and fun conversation. I I feel like. Uh, like maybe before we go, um, do you want to? Uh, is there anything that you feel like you need, you need to plug or or talk about before we get off here? Oh, oh God! Like I've I, I've got so much shit just top to bottom, just just going on in general as as you are well aware. So it's when I get when when you ask a question like that, I. I think of absolutely fucking everything all at once, and uh, I have I have severe ADHD, 
uh, it, it's one of the things that I've figured out how to harness and it's, it's what helps me be able to juggle so many of these balls uh, all, all the time. You know, I'm just, you know, fondling the balls. Yeah. Uh, have have you shown your therapist these articles and is he able to get on track with your treatment here? Yeah. You, so, yeah that's good. I hope so. Yeah. So the, the moment the piece published, I, um, I immediately called my GP and I'm, and I'm like, put my name in for a trauma specialist. Uh, I, I finally <laughs> got what I need. Get <laughs> me on the horn oh, with a trauma specialist good. stat, Doc. Yeah, I got yeah. your article right here. Yeah, like literally, it's like the very first thing is I'm just gonna I'm gonna walk into a, the fucking office, and uh, before we even start the introductions, I'm just gonna take some fucking printout of that article. I'm gonna drop it right in front of her, and be like, I need you to read this first. And then we talk. <laughs> and that's pretty much how that's going to go. Otherwise, they're just going to take you on some wild goose chase. Like, oh, yeah, this guy's schizo. Yeah, I know. And, and funny thing, like, having come out with, with that information and that article and shit and, like, finally being able to go, hey, no, I'm, I'm the fucking founder of Anonymous. I get dragged along by people that think that I'm a fucking nutcase. Like they, this I, I have been dragged along from Discord server to Discord server by trolls, and they always lead me to a a place where a whole bunch of actual fucking schizophrenic people have coalesced, who all think that they are me, and they're like, "Go on, go on, prove to, prove to them that you are the founder of Anonymous," and I'm like, "Oh boy, it's this again." Oh man, and, they you put know, you in a room with a bunch of fucking people, and they want you to to do your little shit. Yeah, they 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 but they think that I am just as insane as the others, and I catch them off guard. And uh, within five minutes or so, I have all of these fucking schizophrenics being like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, you're mind melding with them. Oh, uh, yeah. Jesus walks into the room of people who think they're Jesus, right? Yeah, it's, it's there's a, there's a few there are a few sad cases that I have run into so far that uh, there's there's absolutely no convincing them like they are just so far gone and I actually I feel bad like I legitimately feel fucking bad for those people like wow you latched on to my bullshit so fucking hard that it has completely overwritten every ounce of of your life and personality. And there is no coming back from it. Yeah, and I feel like shit. Become, and you're walking out of the room. has become a mythical, legendary type of figure that, you know, inhabits people's minds, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like, like, like you think about it. Like, like my surfacing like this has been almost, to some people, it, it's been like the, the second coming of Jesus. <laughs> right, yeah, well, this the is amount... the second coming of Anonymous right here. The second coming. Right now. That's what we should call this episode, the second coming. And, yeah, uh... that's a good title. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Trumpets and fanfare and a goddamn parade and everything. Oh, Some floats. And that's a that's pretty good, goddamn good note to end on is that this is the second coming. That's the plug right there if you want to sum it all up. Second coming of Anonymous, guys. Watch out. This is... Uh... Hey, uh, Kurt, how do you feel about it, man? This is a, this is a fun show, right? Yeah, this is a, this is a good time. Yeah, this is a, this is hate radio. It was, dude, it was great having you, man. It's it's a 
privilege to get to interview you, and, uh, and it's been an honor. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, I'm going to blast this out to as many fucking people as I can. Be like, you need to listen to this shit. It was a good fucking couple of hours. And also, you know I'm not a fucking awkward spaz on the mic. So, hey, uh, <laughs> maybe shop me around to other podcasts. I'm not, I'm not saying that to you. It's just, like, literally, I showed you a picture of my fucking, of my gear over here. Like, I have been pretty much ready for this kind of shit for a long time. I, I use this stuff for Twitch uh, streaming primarily. But fact is, like, I'm fun to talk to i'm very approachable and people are weirded out by that uh well it can be intimidating because then they have to rise to your level like probably they're not as approachable or they're not as easy to talk to you know yeah uh, well it's been a pleasure thing. it's been a pleasure this has all gone really smooth yeah <laughs> the the uh you, you should see my fucking waiter and just facebook messages and stuff just the, the shit I get on a daily basis now. I had somebody earlier today that asked me if I could shut down Facebook. What? Uh, yeah, obviously you can. What are you streaming right now? Uh, I haven't I haven't streamed anything on Twitch in a number of months just because of time. But uh, the last thing I ran through was uh, I did all of uh, Death Stranding when that came out. Oh, okay. So games. Yeah, yeah. Just, just games and stuff like mind you this this was before all of this shit started actually coming out in the press and um you know i got it i got a whole lot of stuff that i could potentially do now as i mentioned but i got so much shit on my plate right now in general that i just got to get a rant i just got to get a handle on all of it i just got to deal with this few shit i just gotta save a whole bunch of people from their brains melting. I gotta keep a whole bunch of people from doing something really fucking stupid and getting landed in fucking prison. It's just and there's a lot of shit I'm juggling. Hey, it's a good thing that you're a professional at herding cats, man, because that's like that's what you gotta do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people think that cats just do their own fucking thing, but if you saw our cats and you saw the like. Our cats play fetch like dogs. Our cats know their names. They they do stuff on command. You gotta you gotta get in tune with these feral things. And I kind of look at the internet the same way. There's a lot of parallels. Cats and internet randos. There's a certain uh, frequency that you have to attune to when you're dealing with this uh, these internet characters, like we are now. Yeah. Exactly. And I guess that's that's something that I've always been really good at. It's just getting in tune with just about fucking any motherfucker online. They get like, so I can uh they get so pissed if if uh, instead of doing hate radio I stream Skyrim or something, they come here and they're like, What the fuck is this? They don't want any part <laughs> of it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I usually uh Something that people really enjoy watching me play, though, is uh, the the Yakuza series, just because it's a good fucking time. But generally, you know, I'm too busy to fucking do any of that shit. <laughs> Kurt, uh, stay stay focused and just keep doing what you're doing because uh, clearly you you have a good handle on it. Like 
talking to you and the the materials that you've been publishing, like in our inner circle and on Twitter and stuff, have been uh, good, insightful anchors into into who you are. And I, and I guess that's just what you have to uh, yeah. come to terms oh. with is that people have to um, they better recognize. Yeah, for real. Like holy shit. Like I've been I've been in the fucking shadows while being completely public for the last 13 fucking years. And like, I'm going and running into old people that are just like, so when did you bring 420 chain back? Or, uh, why, why'd you vanish for like, why you've been gone for nine years and all of a sudden you're back here. Are you a fucking fed? And I'm like, are you, what the fuck are you people talking about? I've, I've been here. I've been here the whole time. Like what the hell? (laughs) It's been fucking weird. Top to bottom, like every place I go, I run into people that are either confused that I am still using this alias. I've had people freak the fuck out and be terrified for my own safety and well being on my behalf. And I'm like, I'm fine. I've always been fine. I'm not a fed. Stop calling me that. <laughs> yeah, stop calling him a fed and just start fucking calling him on the phone and, uh, you know, get some interviews out of this motherfucker and, uh, and use Kurt Tanner. He's an asset to you. Yeah, uh, hmm, there's that word asset. He's an oh, asset. Boy. Oh. <laughs> you know, there has been more than one person lately that has told me from from a from a point of potentially knowing a lot more than I do that I may be an asset, and I don't. It, I mm, mm, I have a lot of complicated feels lately. Sabu wanted to turn uh, Chronicle.su into an asset. He told me that uh, he had his eye on Chronicle.su for his Project Pound voice movement. And I thought, oh, really? Is that what you had your eye on? Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, he told us this in August of 2011. He had been well-turned by then. Yeah, August 2011. You know, like, I'm pretty sure, uh, like, you look at the timeline, um, Optunisia, that was legit. Then he got rounded up. And from there, pretty much everything since was all just like a giant fucking trap. Yeah, and he, he dude, there was a dirty, dirty chat log. We, we gotta go in just a minute, but there was this this chat log that I read of his that, that said uh, like, you do what the fuck I tell you to do right now because I'll tell you this, I have your home addresses, I have your family's home addresses, and I'll kill you and the, the people that, that you love, or I'll have them killed like it's not shit. And this was a chat log from Sabu to members of the group. I, I want to talk to Topiario on here one day and ask him, like, did you uh, actually receive that message of, from him? That fucking I've been, uh, I, have a, I have a mutual friend that's uh, going to be getting me in touch with Jake. Uh, I want to talk to him, say hello. I always felt bad for him. Uh, no, yeah. dude, he's a sweetheart, and uh, everything. Yeah, he really is. Everything now, like he's fine, dude. He he's doing well, and uh, I'm sure he'd be willing to talk about it. But Jake, kind of like we did on this show, needs to approach it from like an intellectual. We can do this on a stage, kind of, uh, kind of an angle. If he's going to be public about yeah. it, I've noticed is like he goes to like professional channels. He's and of not a just type. Trolls and yeah. Shit. Exactly. He's 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 of a type and he, like he was of a type back then and that's that's probably why he he had he has book smarts. He didn't have any street smarts, uh, is the way I like to put it. You know, people are always like, Oh, how did Topiary not know? Like I, like obviously Sabu was so good at fucking hiding it. I'm like, No, Sabu was pretty goddamn transparent that there was some shit going down 
and people Dude, needed yeah. to get the fuck out of there. And the whole thing with Topiary is that, like, you know, he was a kid and he was he was pure intellectual. You know, like he he never dealt probably never dealt with school bullying to the degree that someone like myself did. You know, he he didn't have those gut instincts from just interpersonal strife in his childhood. And that's why he got so fucked. And he was, and he was just, dude. He was being super silly, like, you know, putting rap music on uh, NPR's website and just silly stuff, like playful stuff. I mean, yeah, I mean, we, mind you, we replaced the Fox News logo with a fucking picture of a bear that was there for two hours. <laughs> um, and yeah, he just he just got fucked by by assholes around him. And hey, you know that won't happen again. He learned. You you learn from that shit, and uh, he, he's yeah. doing, he's doing great. Yeah, you should I talk to Sabu. him. He'll, he, I, he I sent Sabu a message people. a few days ago. Yeah, uh, being like, yeah, uh, he he didn't he didn't directly fuck me over, but he pretty much like ruined the house that I built, and I I had a lot of fucking time to just sit there and like think, what the fuck do I want to say to this motherfucker when I when I when I feel like I'm ready to do that and. A couple of days ago, I was just thinking about it. Like, I just need to let go. I just need to fucking just not get saddled by any of this shit anymore. So I sent him. I sent him a small message, being like, "I forgive you. You're a fucking dick for do for get, uh, doing what you did uh, with kids involved, and that includes your own children. You will always be a dick for that. But I forgive you. Nobody else will, but I will. That's big, man. You've got to." It's big of you to forgive, to forgive uh, one of the biggest sleazes on the uh, on the internet in the history of our little circle. You gotta love your that enemies. Is, you gotta love all people. Yeah, exactly. Like he he he, by his actions, he hurt a hell of a lot of people. But he didn't hurt me in in that direct sense. He took what I built and he fucking ruined it. So my problems with him are very, per, per, very personal and very unique. Maybe we ought to take a page out of Sabu's book and do what he did to Anonymous to Q Anonymous. Yeah, mm. there you trap go. them and threaten them and uh... <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, hey, that dude—he kind of scrubbed himself from history. I remember there was this poignant moment where I was on a date with this chick. I, I don't know how I knew her. And we were down at the East River looking across at those projects there um, into Manhattan. And I said, that's where, uh, you know, this piece of shit dude, um, Sabu, was sequestered to after he fucked up. And she's like, who? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, who? Yeah, who? Fucking. Yeah, that's a good reaction. Yeah, this guy that is going to be um, relinquished to obscurity into the uh, the scariest abyss, like, eventually... Yeah, like, it, it, the tide finally turned for him. Uh, you know, he was still kind of all over the place uh, in a public fashion through to a probably end of 2008. Uh, as you probably know, he's pretty much vanished. <laughs> yeah, that dude needs to stay, to stay gone. Somebody was sending me some DMs on Twitter saying that, like, oh, this is him, this is his project... I don't know. I mean, if you want it, um, I'll slip it over to you. But I, I don't think it really matters. Nah, I mean, it's it's just good stuff to just to keep in the back of my mind. Like, yeah. I'm, it, I'm in a I'm in a position right now where I just any pretty much any bit of information I can get about pretty much everything over the last <laughs> ten or so years. I'm like, get just get fucking just dump it on me. I will go and fucking I I got a, a Jupiter notebook. Uh, got a fucking mouth to go open. 
I just, I just need to map all this shit out just for my own goddamn well-being. Well, uh, good luck with that, man. And thanks for doing the show. It, it means a lot to me and Kilgore. Yeah, for real. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was it was a shitload of fun, man. Thank you. Yeah, maybe maybe we can have a follow up episode after all this Q bullshit is dealt with. Yeah, people people in the chat are are asking for you to come back on, and we we could sit and do this for hours and fucking unpack this stuff. There's so much shit that oh, we yeah, couldn't talk real. about tonight. Thanks for thanks yeah. for doing it. Yeah, we'll do it again. Yeah, oh, and I'll yeah, be sure. excited to see what what's next and who you know these. Maybe you'll come out with a book, your next interview. I'll I'll keep track of that. It's yeah, good, it's yeah, good talk, really us. good talking to you. Yeah, and uh, we'll yeah. we'll help you promote it too. Hell yeah! Thank you. All right, dude. Take it's it easy. It's always good. It's always good talking with some real ones. Well, it's very kind of you to say, man. It is great talking to you, and uh, it was good talking to you, Kilgore. It's always <laughs> good, good talking to you. Good talking to you. Good. Yeah, good. Hey, baby, it's good, good talking to you, baby. It's good talking to everybody on Hate Radio. You've been uh, li- listening to the Chronicle.su. I'm Hate Sack. You heard from Kilgore, and you heard Curtainer, the 420chan founder and the undisputed founder of Anonymous. And he's got something up his sleeve. We're not talking about it. It's none of your business. But uh, thanks for listening anyway. And thanks for being part of the show and for calling in and all that shit. You Don't can... DDoS FBI. <laughs> That's really like, you know, don't take them on. Really, I read a, I read a manual that said, uh, don't choose a state actor as your opponent, and you should be cool, uh, all things considered. Uh, this is be a patriot. Don't fuck with feds. You can follow the podcast on iTunes and Spotify and all that shit, or you can just go to hateradio.su for the podcast site. Read the Internet Chronicle. Read satire. Go fuck yourself. Don't listen to cable news. And uh, listen to us. <laughs> listen to Hate Radio. Hey, hey, hey.